Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. The Bill Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Sison, Greg Giannani, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network, and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app that I read is going to be subscription-based soon. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, it's for another day anyway. It just popped into my head. I didn't plan on saying that, but when I said free Odyssey app, I was like, I think I saw that yesterday. Uh, anyway, Jim Harbaugh, back in the NFL. And I know he's a strange guy, and I know that a lot of weird stuff was going on in Michigan, and he was suspended twice in a season, and he's just got lots of stuff surrounding him, that Jim Harbaugh, and it didn't work out for him the first time in San Francisco because he didn't win that Super Bowl, and he got in a big fight with Trent Baalke, the general manager. But I will say that Jim Harbaugh now, at this point in his life, after winning a national championship in Michigan and coming back, to the NFL is very much like Pete Carroll leaving USC after winning championships and going to the Seattle Seahawks. And what did he do? He won a Super Bowl. And I think Jim Harbaugh eventually is going to get Justin Herbert and this team right there again. A tremendous hire. The best one of the offseason so far for me. So does Bill Belichick jump in? Does he wait a year? Or is this going to be Harbaugh's offseason? Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great there, G. And, uh, you know, listen, you're going to be suspended by the NCAA. you got two investigations going on. You wanted immunity in your contract. Uh, I think this is the worst-kept secret. Thank you, Al. It's the worst-kept secret in uh, the offseason thus far in the NFL. He is a great coach. I will not doubt. I will not uh I dispute that. I think he's going to be great for Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be great for the Chargers. I think it gives them at least a presence now uh, with a coach that has a you know a, a winning track record and whatever fan base they have. I, I think they should be excited about that. He's going to be in a division that has Sean Payton and Andy Reid in it. The other coach, obviously, is Antonio Pierce over there at the Raiders. So uh, you know, in the coaching, you know, matchups. I mean, he's got his hands full. Sure. And he'll have his hands full for, for and at so least will they. Games. And they will, too. And, uh, and of course, he'll try to get the best out of the quarterback. He'll be unrelenting. He is not going to be all that flexible. Uh, and, again, another college coach leaving because of what is going on in college and the crap that they have to put up with. Um, and I think most uh, Michigan fans are probably really disappointed. I think most Michigan fans probably wanted to 
keep him, and we're hoping that he was going to stay. Uh, but I think that uh, it also came out that Michigan was willing uh, to put that immunity clause in there that if somehow, some way, he was going to get suspended for an extended period of time or or whatever it was the penalty was going to be, that that would not be a fireable offense. Yes, which, I mean, I would imagine that that was going to be the case anyway, unless something horrible came out about him in this cheating scandal that was really bad where they had no choice. But, I mean, he won the national championship at Michigan. He's a Michigan man. They were going to keep him there no matter what. I mean, if you're telling me it's some football spying controversy, that's one thing. I mean, it was some sort of crazy off-the-field situation. Yeah, but he, he could have gotten away with anything there when it comes to on the football field or gaining an edge. But I, I, he he's leaving because of the nonsense and the suspensions. He's not leaving because of the nil stuff because he was able to navigate his team to a national championship in that world. And he hasn't been there for that long. It's not like... Nick Saban, who had been coaching college football forever, and then things changed, and he's like, man, or I Mike can't do this. Or Mike yeah, Krzyzewski, all those right? guys. And Jay Wright, we've seen a, a ton of it. Um, uh, Roy Williams as well down in North Carolina when you talk about college basketball. So this is a little bit different. He just, he just, this was, he's going to be sanctions. There's going to be stuff. They're going to come after him. They suspended him twice. I don't need this crap. Perfect time. Let me get out of here. And you won the national championship. And you won the national championship. Going out on top. And oh, by the way, the team that's got Justin Herbert as the quarterback is available. It's in L.A. And I know the West Coast. I've coached down there before. Perfect. And you get to bring your own GM with you. Yeah. So basically, they get. I think he gave the Chargers a list of three or four guys who he has got some sort of relationship with. And one of them is one of the guys here that works with the Giants. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he John Schmelk, uh, crazy, John, no. unbelievable. Uh, but Good anyway, but anyway, I, I just think that at, it was like, we knew that it was a match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And he got a five year deal from the chargers. Um, he usually, because he grinds and because he has expectations, he usually wears out his welcome in certain places Yeah, because uh, he is so demanding. Now here's the thing. Like I always tell you. One of the reasons why I believe Bill Belichick has not been hired yet is because of what the Atlanta building internally is like. And all those leaks that are coming out of there now are people that are trying that are in self-preservation mode. You know, they're trying to save their their, um, their jobs. They're oh, okay. trying to save their jobs because they know Bill Belichick, a demanding head coach in this league who's been to the Super Bowl nine times, goes into that owner's office and says, hey, you know, nice to see you. Good to talk to you again, blah, 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 blah. Owner says, what do you think we need to win? Well, the first thing we need to do is clear out the building because he's demanding. He's a head coach. He knows what it takes. He wants to control the building. This is why a lot of these coordinators and lesser known coaches get hired because they're not nearly as demanding when they go in because they don't know what to demand. They don't know what they're stepping into. They don't know what the building is like. They don't know who, you know, is the assistant GM. They don't know who, uh, you know, the business manager is. They don't, they don't know any of those people. And sometimes those people are the people that are pulling the team down. And you don't even know that because uh, you're so focused in on being a head coach and trying to get the best out of your team on the field that there are other people pulling against you within the building. And that's why a... A head coach of the stature of Bill Belichick is so hard to hire. Same thing with uh, Jim Harbaugh. This this thing, I think it was, we all felt like it was going to happen. But Jim Harbaugh's agent had to make sure he was getting assurances 
from the Spanos family, the owners of the Chargers, that they could meet the demands that Jim would want. It's not only his contract that he wants. He wants a, a certain amount of money for assistant coaches. He wants to hire as many coaches as he can, and he wants to give them the best you know, uh, contract that he could possibly give. So the owners not only are just hiring the coach, but they also are dealing with a guy who knows what it takes to win, not only in the NFL, but, of course, in college. The same thing he was doing in Michigan. Hey, I need $160 million for a new weight room. Yeah, of course. And guess what? They got it. Uh, they, they would get everything that he wanted, and obviously they reaped the benefits of that. Another thing with Belichick I do think that is at play. Like, let's just say that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady left New England at the same time, and Belichick was available the same time Brady was. None of this stuff would have been going on. Someone would have hired Bill Belichick now. It would have been three years prior, so it would have been three years younger. You wouldn't have seen what happened after Tom Brady left. And people would have said, screw it. I don't care who's in my building, whatever. Bill Belichick is the guy. And I think that after what you saw them be so terrible, him hire Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to run the offense, to be one of the worst teams in football this last year, it's like, Uh, see Tom Brady go win a Super Bowl. There's definitely a little bit of bloom that came off the rose in the last couple of years without Tom Brady, whereas I feel like if he were available a couple years ago, it would have been like, boom, done, here, hire who you want, I don't care, guys like Rich McKay can go screw. No, uh, it's hard to hire a coach of Bill Belichick's stature. It's just hard. It's hard because there are demands that you don't understand that I don't understand. None of us understand. And, you know, he's in there and he's talking and I'm sure his agent is talking to whoever is representing the Falcons. And, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on. It's not just a contract for the individual coach. There's so much other stuff that has to be agreed upon. And you have to make sure that you clearly understand what you're getting and what he is stepping into. And that's why it's it's never just easy. Like we all would have thought, like I'll go get Bill Belichick. How could you lose if you don't? Well, let me just tell you something. There's a lot that goes into hiring him, and it's it's not like hiring Brian Callahan from the Bengals. It's not like hiring Ben Johnson from the Lions. It's not like hiring Bobby Slowick from the Texans or Raheem Morris from the Rams or Antonio Pierce, who basically uh, caught lightning in a bottle, and the players love him. It's it's a completely different set of circumstances. This is. This is like hiring Bill Parcells. Like when when he left the uh, the Patriots to come to the Jets, you remember all of that? Of course, like all that like it took forever, like to figure it all out and everything. And yeah, I mean it's the same thing, and it's maybe even worse now, just simply because of of his success and and everything that he has done in his career. And it would give a team a, a legitimate shot, immediate credibility, especially if they had the right quarterback down, down there. The question is: Is Arthur Blank willing? to clean out some of the stuff that Bill doesn't want down there. But if you think that he's the greatest coach ever, don't you deal with some of that stuff? I mean, this is my point. Not all of his Super Bowls were won by Tom Brady. I mean, some of these uh, defensive performances they put up against the Rams and Jared Goff. I mean, there was one, I think, long uh, completion to uh, Rob Gronkowski that kind of opened the game a little bit for the New England Patriots, but that defense just completely completely shut down the Rams off. No, I remember. And it was I was actually at that game. It was a CBS Super Bowl. It was down in Atlanta because uh because it was a CBS Super Bowl we were there. So yeah, I I remember it vividly. And I do think he's the greatest coach I've ever seen. So I'm just I. trying to figure out a I'm just trying to figure out a reason why other than like I if I'm an owner. That's the but reason here's the I, thing. Yeah, I gave you the reason. No, I know, why. but but here but for me if I'm an owner 
And I guess they don't think like this. If I'm an owner and I think he's the greatest coach of all time and is is someone that still has a lot left in him and is going to try to go for the coaching record, I don't give a rat's ass who's in the building. You're telling me that I'm going to hire Bobby Slowick over this guy? Like, I'll wipe out the whole building in a second. This is big business. Winning is the only thing that matters. I don't care about anything. The ruthless word you always throw around. Like, what? Well, that's what it should be. What do I care about any schmuck that's in here? We've been failing for the last how many years? Six. Bring him in. Six years of a losing record for the Falcons. So like close. They've been close. They're close to five hundred. I mean, they get I'll close. Deal with all his nonsense. Yeah, I I would too if I were an owner. That's the thing. If I if I were the owner and I want like uh, just uh, you know add water and and mix it up and let it go, I, I would definitely do it. But. It's still a very, very, I, I mean, it, when he comes in, it's like a tornado. And he, just like Jim Harbaugh going to L.A. Like I told you, L.A. had an open building. Yeah. Like they didn't have a GM. This was the ownership that was hiring Jim Harbaugh and really trying to do it in conjunction with Jim Harbaugh so Jim Harbaugh could bring in a GM that he could work with. Kind of like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch out in San Francisco. And by the way, the brain drain for the San Francisco 49ers over the last three years, like from their scouting and front office and all these other guys getting, you know, GMs like Adam Peters down in Washington. Sure. You think about the amount of people that they have lost. Like, it's, it's, it's remarkable the success that they've had and all the people that are now given opportunities to go try to replicate that somewhere else that right. are coming out of that front office. Of course, the Jets got the worst one. <clears throat> Well, it's not, I'm not talking about coaching. I'm talking but about still, office people. I mean, but coaches too. It's, that they got brains too. <laughs> coaches, but front but office, everybody. But I'm just talking about the brain drain from the front office. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. But I do know that uh, you know that everybody else is still in play. Other guys are still in play. Other guys are still uh, you know uh, uh, going through their interview process. We went, we may find out something next week, depending on who wins these championship games. I'll tell you one of, the, one of the guys that I really do like, and the more that I watch and the more that I see and the more that I listen to his interviews going into this game is the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, Mike McDonald. He's another one that really has a presence, and it comes off really, really top-notch. The question is, does somebody want a defensive coach? Yeah, and and it has it's, it's worked in different places. Obviously, we've seen a couple defensive coaches already. Uh, be hired in Gerard Mayo and Antonio Pierce getting elevated. So it's not a foreign concept these days. But I do think that most owners, if given the opportunity and all things are equal, they would rather take the young offensive mind and hope that it turns into the next Sean McVay than try to go with a defensive guy. Unless, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's had a ton of success, but he's going to lose his offensive coordinator. He was a defensive guy in his first year. Yes, he may lose him. He may not. I thought he was going to go to the Tennessee Titans. I thought for sure he was going to go to the Tennessee Titans, but they decided to go with Brian Callahan. Well, similar son situation, of, right? Son similar of Bill, guy. Son of Bill Callahan, and also, you know, obviously around the Cincinnati Bengals and their offense and Zach Taylor. It's another kind of extension of Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, all of that group of guys. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Slowick, is, Slowick is in that group. And, uh, and I would just say that, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be looked at. I mean, Atlanta is going from a potential of hiring Bill Belichick and just lighting everything on fire to hiring one of these coordinators who are going to have to come into a building where everybody else preserved their job. Now, pe- people, for- people forget about this a couple years ago, but I don't forget about this a couple years ago. So Jim Harbaugh was in 
the Vikings facility interviewing for their head coaching job two years ago. And who is he talking to? He was the Wolf family and who else? And the general manager there, who, who was Quesi Adolfo Mensa, who was oh. still there at general manager. Okay. All right. So he, Jim Harbaugh, is there. I'm thinking he's going to walk out of that building with a job. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go back to Michigan, and he's going to say, sorry, pack up his stuff and stay there. Now, they ended up hiring Kevin O'Connell, who's been fine. But I was devastated because I've always been a Jim Harbaugh guy. I remember coming in here and being so pissed off about it, saying this guy was going to change the franchise, everything else. It's very Viking-like. That's the exact feeling that the Falcon fan is going to have exactly. if they don't hire Bill Belichick and they hire some. Now, Kevin O'Connell's not been a bad coach. Actually, I like the guy. But he's not Jim Harbaugh. He's never going to be Jim Harbaugh. And whoever the Falcons hire, chances are they're never going to be Bill Belichick or even anything close. So that fan base immediately is going to be deflated if they go with coordinator X as opposed to Hall of Famer. Yeah, so here's the thing about that Jim Harbaugh Viking thing. Uh, he had not won a college football championship yet with Michigan. Right. Um, I think they had lost what uh, they're all these games to Ohio, Ohio State, State right, yeah. and all this other stuff. So he had a lot of unfinished business to do at Michigan, and I'm sure he was also using this as leverage against Michigan and his contract and contract for uh, his assistant coaches. So, uh, and I also believe that he probably went in there and said, look, you know, you want me, then I got to redo all of this. You know, that, that's why he never got hired because the Will family, this is what I believe. I don't, I don't have any inside information regarding this, but I believe that the Will family said, no, 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 wait a minute. You know, we're not ready for this, but the Spanos family is. And the Spanos family, you know, is sitting in that stadium out there. They need a presence. They went down this coordinator road a couple times. It didn't work out for them. Uh, now they need somebody to go in there and become, you know, the face of the franchise and get the most out of their quarterback that they just gave a $250 million contract to. And that is right. So it makes, it makes total sense for me. And I think all of us felt anybody who's covered the NFL or just a fan of the NFL knew that Jim, Har was gonna, Jim Harbaugh was going to end up there. Yeah, and he is the biggest chip to fall, the biggest domino to fall, rather, uh, so far in this hiring cycle. And Bill Belichick, all eyes on him next. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Talk to Jerry just a couple of minutes. Just getting started on this Thursday morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry and I have very similar shirts on today. It's almost the exact same one. They're close. Very close. Same type of style. Yeah. You've got the button towards the top, the hood, the gray. He just has some it's slightly different horizontal stripes yeah. on it where I do not, um, but is uh, very similar. Uh, laughably, comically, these <laughs> flag and similar. Is that why? Yeah, they they're are? both they're both yeah, tremendously yeah. uh, wonderful, comfortable flag and anthem pieces. Yes, and it kind of reflects the day outside. A little gray, a little rainy. Yeah, on TV, it really looks ridiculous, Jerry. I mean, this is what I was thinking. I'll, I'll tell you what. I will put my... Um, I have a lacrosse jersey on outside. I'll put nah, that you on. don't need to do that. Oh, it's fine. Like, wait, wait. You have a lacrosse jersey They sent on? them to all of us, yes. Oh, the Riptide? Yes. Oh, yeah, the Riptide. Yeah, they're great. The big old Riptide jersey yeah, you're going to put, put on? I, on? If you'd like, I will do that so we don't look ridiculous. Nah, it's all right. I mean, they're, diff- they're different. They are different. Uh, styles. When I mean, you go to that shot of all of us, though, it looks like... You know, we are part of some cult, and you're our leader. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, look leader. at this. Like, look at this. Yeah, like you wear the black sweatshirt. The rest of us wear the gray sweatshirts. Going to say we put these on these two guys. Oh, it'd be so strange. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We love. I love what Al's wearing. Oh yeah, he's Al's got, got his, that uh, navy green. He's juice. K juice. Yeah, a little bit of K juice. He looks good in there. Looks really thin though. But is that he like is a medium? Really this is a medium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Medium. I was another couple pounds away from going to adult small. Getting a feeding. Are you really? A lot of mediums don't even fit me. I'm happy this one fits. Okay. Mediums meaning too big? No, too small. Oh, okay. Mm. I was going to say. That would be. Well, that's a man's medium. That's correct. You are a man. I am, styled, definitely. Yes. <laughs> so much so that he's watching mechanic instagram reels yeah to find out about uh what head nozzles or something head, yeah, gaskets. head gaskets head gaskets why are you looking at head gaskets it just shows up in my instagram feed these guys that work at uh as auto mechanics and they go around and they ask them different questions about cars it's, in- it's pretty interesting and you're worried about head gaskets well they said what's good what goes wrong with subarus they all answered separately head gaskets so i'm like now i'm gonna have a head Subaru gasket has a head gasket problem yeah okay. evidently See all the stuff you miss when you don't listen to the warm-up show? All <laughs> these things. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like it's a, it's a routine for me. I need to know what's going on in their lives, and I bring it to you. And then you're as surprised as me to hear these things. I'm always surprised, too. <laughs> right. You're there every single day. Yeah, every pretty much. You know why? Because Al is very observant. You know, that's the one thing I will say about you. No, Al's bored. I know, but he's <laughs> very Al observant. Is. Like, he sees things, and then... He will he will think of something and then figure out how you can guys can have a conversation with it. It's, it's a lot of Larry David and Al. Sure, like, try to avoid sports. Like you see things, like you see <laughs> things differently than most other people. 
that's well, the just point. annoyed by things. That's all. Yeah, but you react to them differently. Yes. I mean, we're annoyed a lot, but we don't always verbalize it like you do. I do. I definitely do. I complain verbally all day long. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, you're a pessimist. I don't know why, but hey, just the way I don't know, just the way it's this area. You know what I'm saying? Right. During this time, I'm not like that in the summertime. I'm the happiest son of a bitch you ever been around. I'm tan. I'm smiling. I'm doing stuff. That's why, like a guy, like you could play for a coach like Coach Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. You could. You could. Why Todd Bowles? Just because of like what happened in Detroit this past weekend. Like how they screwed up the clock at the end of the game, both Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles. But Todd yeah. Bowles said, you know, the game's over. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. It's never over. It's never over until it has all zeros up there, man. Yeah. Well, he was wrong about that for sure. I don't I don't want to play. I mean, these are in divisional round playoff games, man. It's never over. That is correct. I don't care what the how I it doesn't happen often. But we saw it happen in Kansas City against the Buffalo Bills. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And anything can happen. You know, I went back and I saw uh, the when Jim Harbaugh got signed by the Chargers, they, they had some of his highlights as a player out there. And one of the highlights was when he was the quarterback of the Colts in the AFC Championship game against the Steelers. Yeah, that was 1995. Right, and he threw the Hail Mary. Hail Mary. And he was in the booth doing the game with uh, McGuire. Yeah. And I forget who the uh, – uh, was it Emberg? Was it Emberg? Or, it might have been Emberg. Anyway, and Phil thought the ball was caught. And the officials on the field – and this was no replay at the time. You know, basically yeah. ruled uh, incomplete. And when you go back and you look at that play, you realize how close that was to the Steelers losing that game. I bet you I know who the – you talk about the sideline guy during those games? The AFC sideline guy in those big games back in the day, uh, it was was it C, was it CBS or was it he was NBC NBC so NBC Will McDonough mm. Sean's dad oh wow that's probably who it was I remember Will McDonough doing all those big Steeler AFC championship games back in the day and he was uh, these memories I don't know where the hell I get them he was friendly with the offensive coordinator at the time Ron Earhart yeah and. Will McDonough with his Boston accent between before every game was like, I spoke to Ron Earhart. And I remember doing that as a kid. <laughs> like watching these games going, Ron Earhart! I spoke to Ron Earhart. So now that all of this is coming back to me. Yes, okay. Because I grew up with a with a friend who was a big Steeler fan, which is funny that you know, years later going to Pittsburgh and marrying a Steeler fan. But I remember those games. The Chargers ninety four championship game that they lost. Yep. And the Steelers' 95 championship game that they won and then lost to the Cowboys after that. I remember those vividly. We'll talk to Coach Carr about it tonight. I'll bring up all the, mm. the terrible memories. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. Be like, remember Alfred Papunu <laughs> of the Chargers? <laughs> Stan Humphreys? How'd you lose that game? That was terrible at Three Rivers. Pathetic. <laughs> Got any more cream spinach? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring it all up. You know what? No, no, we're not bringing, bringing it, it all no, up. No, we're tonight. not. No, we're not. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on over there? We were brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So you're saying it's never over. Oh, you're talking about Harbaugh, whatever. Uh, it's over in Philadelphia, as we know. Uh, Nick Sirianni and uh, Howie Roseman did meet the media yesterday. There's a little bit of a theme here with Sirianni as he talks about goals going forward. Some of the things that we want to do 
um, as a team is, you know, growing in a lot of different areas uh, and, grow, and, and growing, you know, some of the guys that have been in here with me for the, have been there for, with me for a while. So it's, it's about coming up with fresh ideas and um, and doing some things different. And so we got to grow and we need fresh ideas as he continues. It's now about uh, bringing in fresh ideas, um, some different thoughts than, than, than what a lot of the guys, you know, sometimes when you're with a group of guys, like we've been together for three years that group of guys but in addition to that you know it was a couple of the other guys that i've been with for 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 multiple years as well um and so we just wanted to to bring in some fresh ideas fresh ideas <laughs> what are you really looking for he should run for office he, he's got to stop talking is what he's got to <laughs> yeah, do yeah, he doesn't exactly. stop yeah well a few other people should stop talking too what are you really looking for coach there's going to be things that whoever the, the new coordinator is there's going to be things that you know they bring that are going to be com- you know fresh ideas for us <laughs> oh my god so they're bringing in uh, Vic Fangio with the fresh ideas, right? I mean, that's the rumor. I don't know if that's right. a done deal. He left the Dolphins, so I yes. suppose. Um, exactly what does he do? That was an interesting question that was posed to Sirianni by one Philadelphia media member. If the offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense, what is your role going to be? The head coach. What a stupid question. I, mean, really. I agree. I totally I agree. Mean, you know, uh, <laughs> what would you say you do here? <laughs> now, what was interesting watching this, and I don't know if he was jealous that all the questions were going to Nick Sirianni. At one point, Howie Roseman's like, hey, guys. How did your- let, me, let me answer a question. Let me, let me take one. <laughs> wow. Let me get in here. To me. Hello, Save I'm this here. doofus. <laughs> From this pig roasting that's going on right now. Wow. <laughs> and that's only from me going through six minutes of a 35-minute press conference. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, Sunday at 3, you got the Chiefs and the Ravens, of course, in the AFC title game. Here is Lamar Jackson. Have got to take advantage of this opportunity with a really good team in front of them. We can't overshadow what's in front of us right now. Not at all. You know, those guys are um, the former, former Super Bowl champions. And... To be a champion, you got to go through a champion, you know, so that, that's pretty much the mindset. And those champions are the Chiefs, and to get to Baltimore, Kansas City had a win in Buffalo, as we know. Now, Travis Kelsey, one of these touchdowns last week, gave the whole heart symbol, and everybody thought it was to Taylor Swift. I still think it is. Here is how he described it, though, on his New Heights podcast that was actually for the Bills fans. Had to spread the love, baby. You always got to spread that love, baby. There we go. There we go. There was a lot of hate pulling up to that stadium, man. A lot of Understand, understand. Yeah, I mean, it's a football game. It's supposed it's to be. a football game. The Bills yeah. coming into their house. They want to make it rowdy. Did it get a little disrespectful? 1,000%. All right. So his brother asked, well, how exactly? What were they doing and saying? Some things were said about the family. Some pretty inappropriate things were said about uh, Pat Mahomes. It was, uh, it was pretty whack. So that's what it was. Spreading the love. Well, they also throw snowballs at you and everything else. I, I, I believe me. I lived that. Eddie and I lived and that Maryland, together. Remember with Tom I mean, Brady? Uh, not, not, not a, not a, uh, a, a warm welcome, is it, Eddie? No. no. And as you were in the bus leaving, they were throwing beer bottles at the bus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the game. Was that was after we concussed? beat them twenty-one to nothing? No, that was the Bruce Smith. Oh, it was Bruce Smith one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were throwing beer bottles. At yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, oh, they get they get a great. Uh, rep- they have a great reputation for being a very passionate fan base and a very charitable fan base. 
you know, the Bills Mafia. Yeah, of and course. They, they raise money for different charities and different players. Well, on play game for different day, teams they are, and things. they're subhuman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the way that it is. We understand that. They jump on tables that are on fire. Did you see the one where the guy's ass caught fire and they couldn't get it out? Yep. That was rough. Yeah, really tough. Like they're rolling around in the snow and the fire wasn't going out. Beats those three dead guys in Kansas City. Dude, that story is crazy. Yes. I did see that. That is awful. It has to be a drug overdose situation. Supposedly. And well, I don't know about that. Maybe a sleeping pill, drug overdose, whatever. But they passed out in this guy's yard and the guy did not know they were there. And the police say there was nothing funny by the homeowner. But the three guys? All four guys got completely, it sounds like, snot-faced on something. And Gio and I were, you know, thinking that there has to be some sort of fentanyl involved somewhere along the line. It's just, it's everywhere. You see a lot of these terrible deaths. Just saw, I think, I believe it was Dana Carvey's son died from a fentanyl oh, overdose. Terrible. The Pawn, uh, the pawn Star guy, yes. his son died of a uh, fentanyl overdose, too. Yeah, so it's it's just, it's, it's an everywhere. epidemic right now. I mean, it's I, hard. I'd like to know what somebody's doing about it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, Do Niners. Any idea? No, I don't. No? I, I okay. don't. Why not? I don't. Okay. You do, you don't. I don't. Uh, you don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, Niners, Lions, of course, this Sunday at 6. Uh, NBA tonight, Knicks and Nuggets. You got Nikola Jokic coming in, and the Nets face the T-Wolves. That's on the fan at 720. Yes, they still play in the NBA before you open your mouth. Uh, the Suns beat the Mavericks in Dallas, 132-109. So They're like the on, Washington Generals. The Suns? No, the Suns have won. No, uh, the Nets. I think it's now seven straight games. The Nets are like the Washington Generals. So the Mavericks, um, Luka Doncic in this game has, I forget what it was, 34 in the loss. In the third quarter, this game was in Dallas. He had a fan ejected. Now, the guy was a Suns fan, was one, was wearing a Suns T-shirt. I mean, what is going on with these fans at these NBA games? So, Luca was asked about the incident after the game, and he wasn't happy with where the question came from. Luca, what were you frustrated about at the end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tactical? Uh, I don't know. I saw you when you said about the fan, you know. That was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something like that. Yeah, so oh, okay. there was more than what he tweeted is basically what he is saying. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. You always seem to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Oh, I don't know. And I was sitting two rows behind us. And so the guy was in the second row behind the press uh, table. And I guess he was riding them the entire first half, and then the third quarter he had enough, got him out. But apparently there's something between this guy and the reporter. <laughs> we all know you are ass face. <laughs> Everybody here in here knows you are ass face. Stop it! Stop it! There's always one ass face in a crowd. Yeah, oh, yeah we funny. all know it. Don't even try. <laughs> uh, 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 ass face. <laughs> Devin Booker at 46 in the win. Kyrie Irving didn't play because of a thumb injury. Bucks beat the Cavaliers. Was it up his ass. <laughs> No, I don't think it was. Oh, God. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <beer. Like, laughs> um, Reaction to the firing of Adrian Griffin after the Bucks win 126-116. This was Giannis. Uh, I had nothing to do with this. At times, they, they make it seem like it's the players are making the decision that this guy got traded because this he wanted him and he blocked. Like, no, the, you know, I have a job, like... My job is to be the best version that I can be and try to lead this team to win games. That's like that's why I get paid. Yes, I don't know if any of you, you believe know, that actually that, sad. That's refreshing. If that is true, yes. yes. Man, yes. Nobody believes him. Everybody thinks that he brought him in 
this coach. And ironically enough, he probably is the type that wants hands off. But no one believes it because he's the superstar and you're yeah, the and yeah, 30 and 30. Right. Yeah, and they get to play with the players that they want to play with. Or the front office will say, who would you like to play with? We'll right. try to acquire that guy. Yes. Boo. Got to the poo, poo, poo. Uh, poo had 35, 18, and 10 in the win. College basketball at the Garden. Mink was in the building yesterday here. I saw that. He was on with uh, BT and Sal. Then he went and did his game. Dingle slide pass down mid post. Soriano puts it up and good. He was fouled and a chance for a three-point play. Joel Soriano on a big-time roll offensively. He has 18 and a chance for another at the free throw line. And St. John's an easy Hockey win. <laughs> 70 to 50 over Villanova. St. John's Radio, uh, obviously, courtesy there. Joel Soriano finished with 21. Jordan Dingle, 12 off the bench. They are 13 and 7 with that win. He told a story yesterday, which all the years working with him, I never knew that his briefcase that he uses for his games, he was given to by Donnie Walsh back in 1985, and he still uses it. And the reason Donnie Walsh gave him the bag was because Minko, a young buck reporter and announcer, Put all of his uh, radio equipment in a like a, a shopping bag. Yep, so I knew that. Supermarket yeah. bag. I, he told me that story off the years <laughs> years ago. And yeah. Donnie Walsh felt bad for him <laughs> because I saw that briefcase. I was like, Mink, it's time for a new briefcase. I'm like, no, I will never get rid of this briefcase. Uh, let me it. tell you something. So I was like, there we go. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah. By the way, do you log how many games you do? Not a fi- I mean, I can give you a rough estimate, but I don't have an official number. I'd have to go look and see what I've missed. Because I'm like, who is counting these games? Yeah, he knows. Uh, last night was his 500th St. John's game. Yeah, I know, but who's counting them? Is he counting them? Oh, and then I'm he- sure. And then he tells people he might to be like celebrated for it. Uh, I would think the SID over there at St. John's would be. No, I love St. John's and I love Mink. I was just wondering, is someone counting his games? Yeah, I would say the SID he, or so somebody. He, but he's no, counting. He but that means, right. G's point is, why would they know and make a note of his 500th game? Like, who knew? Did Mink tell them? He'll probably not like, he'll probably like, wow, it's my 500th game. <laughs> and No. I think it's a way it happened. Yeah, no one. All the crap that's going on in a college basketball right. season, you think there's somebody who's going Minko four ninety five? No, I don't. No, I Minko's don't. been no. What I, th- what I think is that in the off season, they they look at the schedule and then they try to marry up different uh, milestones that may happen. Yeah, and that would be a milestone that would happen. I would think the SID. I Rick think Pitino had- came in. <laughs> right, there's <laughs> the milestone. <laughs> Keeping track of how many games Minko's yeah, doing? Yeah, check their media guide to see if it'll say upcoming milestones. Yeah. I don't think that's uh, Hey, listen, man. All Mink I, definitely I mean, told somebody, and then someone did a nice thing for him. Correct. I but, don't think Mink did it to get the attention. He was just probably Probably like, just bringing it up. Maybe right. he even said it to BT, and BT was like, well, oh, that's cool, and then he told somebody. And to, Brandon was the one yesterday with me. He's like, you know what tonight is for, for Minko? Because otherwise I wouldn't have known. Not Brandon see it anywhere. Well, he does do games with John. I know that, but how did did Minko tell him? Must or somebody else? I'm not sure it's come up. He probably I, was like, eh, I, I will tell you, like my partner Austin Johnson has asked me how many games I've done, so it does come up. How many shows have we had? No friggin' clue. It's my point. I have no Al, idea. Many, I mean, I know years. Al, why don't you just start counting them right now and just From let us today? know by the end of the show? Yeah. Oh, all the shows that for that we've we. done. Yeah. <laughs> but then think about like the, the vacations and everything else. And- right. I mean, that's the and thing. And you do miss, even Minko has missed a game from time to time. Yeah, that's why I was bringing up with you, because you do Rutgers. I'm like, do you are you tallying no. every game? That no, but, I, you know, it's funny. I could go through each season, and I would know if I did the game or not. I would okay. remember. But it would take some effort by you. Oh, it would take effort. Yes. Oh, sure. I have My no idea nozzle. what the number is. Right, there's nobody over at Rutgers who's like, no. 
Jerry's upcoming on number no, 300. I don't think they care. No, that's that's my point. No. Ah, it's I'm number sure 500. They do they care. No, I, from the standpoint of, like he said, you're worried about <clears> the team and the, who's got 1,000 points, who's got 500 rebounds. They're worried about how many games we announce? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. All right. I'm telling you, if they didn't like you or they didn't like Minko, you guys would not be there. Agreed. That's, they are very aware of what, that, I, but I, they are agree. very aware of who you are, what you're doing, and how long you've been doing it. I, I'm just telling you. That's yeah, years, maybe years, not games. There's no chance. And yeah. I do think it's possible you approximate it too. I do. Nah. Like, there have been some guys that have done, you know, announcing for forty years. You can approximate it. It's my thousandth game. I'm going to get you the answer on this. I'm going to get the facts on this. In terms of how they found out? I know the person I asked who right. is not John Minko, because John Minko is not a texter or anything like that. I know straight the person to go to to get this answer. Okay. And I will do it. Uh, it's a good one. I'm not going there. Though. Okay. I'm not going there. But that's a, that might even be a better one than I was thinking. Because he's there. He's their engineer. You're right. So uh, how many games has he engineered? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Madge has been doing that. A, right? He's, he was with St. John's back when they were on fan, right? I mean, you're probably mm-hmm. talking 1,000 games. I mean, I would think that would be one that you would celebrate. Or Met games. Think Met about games. him. Oh, my God. Yeah, Met games, too. How about, he, throw how first, he threw out a first pitch, I think, didn't he? Madge? Yes. I yeah. think he did, yeah. So they did honor him there at some point. All right, we got to take a break. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Boomer and Geo coming alive from the Built for Tough studio. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Chargers' job is filled. 
with Jim Harbaugh. If I had a choice of anybody in this hiring cycle, including Bill Belichick, I would have hired Jim Harbaugh just because he's younger and I've seen him win everywhere. And the way that he turns quarterbacks into great quarterbacks is has been amazing throughout his career. So him working with Justin Herbert is just tremendous. And with Bill Belichick, I would need to see Josh McDaniels there with him or some other great offensive coach. I know Josh McDaniels is a horrendous head coach, but obviously he's a great coordinator. But is Belichick going down to Atlanta? Vince in Alabama's got some thoughts on that. What's going on, Vince? Good morning, gentlemen. What's up, man? Man, no thing but a chicken wing. All right. I was going to let you guys know. I went up to the uh, the Jets Falcon game in uh, De- December first, second. It was miserable. Mm-hmm. Two horrible teams to watch. So that was that was bad. But we, you know, we haven't been pining for Belichick because of you know the, the Super Bowl history with us. And then Harbaugh, we've got the NFC Championship game in 2012. We had the lead at halftime. It was one of the worst nights of my life. My son cried for like a week. So. Um, I think we want we want a quarterback whisperer to take on maybe Jaden Daniels and um, you know just try to start new with that and not have to deal with the Belichick you know mean old man syndrome. <laughs> but let me ask you though, Vince, I-, I have terrible memories of my team losing big games too. But if the person who beat me wanted to be the head coach. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, a player is a different thing. Like when Brett Favre came to the Minnesota Vikings, I had, a, I had a tough time with that in the beginning. Then he ended up playing great, and it was awesome in that first year until he threw that pick in the championship game. But if like a coach who I know is a great coach beat my team and came back, his team and Tom Brady came back from 28-3 to and, and won, now he wants to be my head coach? Like I, I would love that. No, I totally get it. I just think that the shines off of Belichick, I think the past three years and and what happened with Mac Jones and that they really did not look like a great team. They didn't look like they were coached well. I think that's just taken a little bit of shine off of that. And I think we're wanting to kind of roll the dice with uh, the new it girl, you know. Who yeah. Well, I mean, you had the it girl and Arthur Smith. Before that, you had the it girl and Dan Quinn. I mean, you guys end up hiring a lot of, uh, you know, assistant coaches, first-time head coaches. I mean, I, you know, Arthur Blank ain't, ain't getting any younger, that's for sure. No. I mean, nobody is. Uh, and this is the same thing we talk about Jerry Jones and his desire to need to win right now, yeah, not just you know, want, but least, need. At least Jerry Jones hired a, you know, a coach had won a Super Bowl. Like, you know, Mike McCarthy, he went down. Yeah. You know, he went and got Parcells. He brought in McCarthy after Jason Garrett. I mean, he did, he, and he wanted somebody that had the experience. Well, the other thing is, too, I mean, how greedy can you be? He was also the owner. I know it's a long time ago, but he was the owner when they had a dynasty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Arthur Blank hasn't had a dynasty. He hasn't even had a championship. And okay. he's got the worst Super Bowl loss in history on his resume as an owner. So, know, so he also, so listen to this. Listen to this now. Let me hear it. All right, I'm going to tell you. So the Dallas Cowboys had a dynasty with Jimmy Johnson. And Jimmy Johnson wanted a you know a little bit of credit for that dynasty, and all of a sudden those guys have a fallen out, and then what happens to the team? Well, they won one more Super Bowl with Barry Switzer, yeah, yeah, and after that, such a great team, and then I you know. can see the frustration on Troy's face for years and years and years after that. They probably fell. I bet you Troy feels if we would have kept Jimmy Johnson, we probably would have won four more Super Bowls. Probably yeah. would have been a dynasty throughout the nineties. But here's the thing, you know, uh, <laughs> this is what happens. 
like so but now you're coaching down there in Dallas. Jimmy Johnson left all those years ago because of all the meddling and all the crap that goes on around the team. So whoever is coaching that team better be able to handle all that crap. And that's why Mike McCarthy is still there. Like he gets it, he understood it. That's Jason Garrett kind of understood it. You know, when Parcells went down there, that it was successful, but but it, it, it was it was tension filled. Yeah, and short lived too. Boomer Geo coming to you live the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Quickly, before we get back to some football, I told you I knew the guy that I could text that wasn't John Minko who would give me the answer on whether or not John Minko was keeping track of his amount of games called or St. John's was keeping track of the amount of games called. So I went straight to uh, the... Head of all things St. John's basketball. That's not Rick Pitino, the man who's right beneath Rick Pitino and doing all the, the. He came in here with Rick Pitino, the great Steve Dombrowski. Said, Good morning. Great win. Were you guys keeping track of Minko's games or was Minko keeping track of Minko's games? And the response came back swiftly. And the answer is Minko was keeping track of his total. Well, right. Um, it, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> but but the, but you know the the, the uh, I don't what, uh, yeah but but uh, yeah. Um, now we love Mink, and I'm sure that he did. You, you would never know that we love him. We absolutely love him, and he loves getting his balls busted and giving it back, the whole thing. He has a great time with us, and he misses his place. He misses Eddie. Oh, Eddie. You know, that's what he'd be doing right now. Ah. Um, so, and I don't think that Mink was like, you know, I need a attention for my 500 game. I don't think he said that. <laughs> I think he probably casually mentioned, like, you know, Villanova's going to be my 500th game. How cool is that? And then someone did something nice. I don't think he was looking for fanfare. He ended up getting fanfare. But I think that for his himself, it was a cool thing. He probably mentioned to somebody who then mentioned it to whoever. Make a huge deposit in the family fun bank. Maybe his wife said something. Darlene? Yeah. Maybe she said something to somebody. Maybe. No more getting stiff. I know. I'm sorry. But you know what? A little fanfare is not bad. It's not bad. Fanfare is fine. It's party time. Somebody that's sweet as mink. It's not. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm glad he got the shine yesterday. I just wanted to know how that happened because I was like thinking to myself, there's no way Jerry's keeping track of how many games he did. And someone's not keeping track of how many games Jerry did. Just like we're not keeping track of shows we did. You know what? But you do keep track of how many holes you play and how many rounds of golf you play, you psycho. Different. But I'm not looking for fanfare. I'm just keeping it for my own mental yeah, but, craziness. But, yeah, but you know it and it, it's ridiculous. It is. And you're going to have lessons now in the off season and everything else. I, I did mean, have a yeah, I did have a winter lesson yesterday. Right. You you listen, look, can I just tell you something? What? If you keep going to different people for lessons, it's like going through an offensive coordinator every year for a quarterback. You're going to get different tips. You're going to get different ways of teaching. You're going to get completely confused. And your game is going to go out the window because you're going to be thinking too much. I understand that. You are completely overthinking all of this. Okay. I've heard that take before. And by the way, this was a – it's a – 
great place. It's this 24-7 golf that I went to. Jimmy Hazen is the teacher. He's awesome. He's got all his track man stuff. And I have, I've had lessons from somebody else as well. I've also heard that take as much in as you can and then see what works for you. That's what I've heard. Take as much information as you can in. And some of it's going to work for you. Some of it's not. But I could tell I've had great things that work for me with one teacher. And I've had great things that work for me so far yesterday. I'm just telling you, man. You were just complaining back there. I was getting my makeup done. And there I was you not are. complaining. There you are with your club in your hand. And you're like, oh, man, I'm so screwed up now. I'm I did not say this. screwed up. I Misinterpreting this. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not I trying to make not- fun. By the way, the teacher, that whoever you had, I'm sure, knows his stuff. Oh, my God, does he? I, yeah. All right. I'm not saying he doesn't. But you've already been to uh, you know a previous golf uh, lessons yeah. with somebody else, and now all of a sudden the first thing this person is going to do with you because this is what they do. Yeah, it, I'm not saying it's wrong, but this is what they do. They change your grip, do they not? Grip change. Grip change. Here grip we change go. Spot. Yeah. All right, so we got a grip change. Um, how about uh, do we have anything else new that? Uh, you did not know about or you were taught something else and now it's being taught to you differently? Not really. Uh, just exaggerating certain motions that feel different for me. That's all. Okay. And, but I'm telling you, I know it's going to work out. I know it's going to help. Ah! I know it's going to help. you just said that you were a little bit confused this morning. You felt you felt the burden <laughs> of being taught something hey, new and nobody said different. it was ever going to be easy man you know that's what that's what i'm trying to say that if I, you don't feel uncomfortable you don't feel uneasy then you're not making progress this is like when a quarterback gets a new offensive coordinator everything changes said. everything you said al yeah everything changes. Not right here to what i said show? yeah that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time i mean he's, and then he it, it's not that he complains it, it's the way that he tells me about this like i can hear a frustration in his voice he doesn't realize it it's not like you come in like oh i can't believe this guy just did this yeah. no you don't do that you go uh, oh yesterday i had my grip change and oh i'm you know i gotta worry about this now and i'm like see you're overthinking it i'm, I'm coming to you for support and say hey listen this is what you do you've been playing for years and years and years i'm coming to you for support and I get this, like, you're going to be screwed up, you're going to be overthinking. Yeah, that's true. That's the support I'm giving you. I'm being real. And the other thing, too, is, is like, you were just, like, getting all over Mink for counting the amount of games he's done for St. John's. You count how many holes you play, how many rounds of golf you play. You're just as insane as he is. <laughs> I'm not getting all over Mink. I'm just saying, I wanted to him. know, I wanted to know how that came about. That's all. But, like why, he, but why is that so important of how it came about? Because it's weird to know how many games a person has called. That's why. About as weird as knowing how many holes you've played. <laughs> right. But I, And by the way, you've played a hell of a lot more holes than games he has called. Well, holes is different, you know? But like more like rounds. Right, been, you, you have your list of all your golf courses that you've played, yeah. all your holes that you've played. I'm, sure, I'm wondering, do you star the holes that you birdie or that you par? No, those are just permanently in my do brain. Do you keep the scorecards? Oh, some of them. I play a lot of scrambles with people, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so yeah, it's so different. Get the scr- a lot of scrambles. Oh, when you're playing your own ball. Yes, I do. You keep the scorecard. I yes, I have. Uh, see, I've, I'm I'm much more advanced now. All right, see, now we're watching your much on much CBS more Sports advanced Network, now. And now you're like, okay, yeah, now it's you're te- min- terrible because I'm not I'm not turning my foot. My feet are flat. They're terrible. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, oh Anthony in Belleville. What's going on, man? Long time no speak. 
Hello. What up, man? What's happening, meat sausage? What's going on? <laughs> Calzone feet? Yeah. Uh, the key to playing great golf is having a great caddy, uh, for starters. Yeah, like so, my man uh, Vern. But uh, in Vern was your psychotherapist. Yes. Yeah, I needed him. Uh, what, 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 do you, what do you got for us, meat sausage? What do you got? <laughs> hey, y'all. Jim Harbaugh, yeah. what should I expect from him from his first year? You think he'll make the playoffs, or will he, you know, playoffs? a year or two? No, nah, he's going, yeah. they're going he's right going, they're away, going man. this year, man. Come they're on. going right away. Super Bowl? Super Bowl? Uh, they're going to be in the divisional round. At the very least, they're going to the divisional round, and then they will beat the Jets at some point. Was Super Bowl 59's logo put out there? Wasn't it put out there the other day? Yeah, it's green and purple. So. All right, so no, they're not going. <laughs> it would be hey, the Jay. Jets and the Vikings. Yeah. Hey, Jay. Yeah. I would love to play a round of golf with Jerry Recco, yeah. but he might, he'd probably kill me. So I would love to play a round of golf with you. You know, I only played twice in my life. Oh, God. I would like to put a little Scott Oil on that. <laughs> <laughs> you probably beat me, Anthony. That would probably be like the worst moment of my life. You only played twice in your life, and you go out there and then beat me, yeah, that, you know, with your Kinnish-shaped like body. <laughs> right. That would be terrible. Well, it's a uh, good talking to you, man. We'll set that up in the spring. Just, uh, yeah, put it on my calendar. Uh, Matt in Florida. What's going on, Matt? Borgia, what is on? What's up, Matty Matt? What's going on, brother? Nothing much. I wanted to chime in on the uh, Billy Belichick uh, hiring. A couple yep. of things. Gio, I see, I, I, I agree with both of you guys. Gio, on, on your point, I could see how it's a no-brainer because of who he is to bring him in. Like, no-brainer. They're just a, a no-brainer. But I'm more along the lines with Boomer as to just how complex this hiring is. Just because of, one, who he is, and now also you have to, from an owner's perspective, your team is now a national team. Like, you're in the spotlight, you're getting media coverage that you never got before. Like, let's take a look at Atlanta, because that's the only team he's been rumored with, pretty much. Atlanta now is, is thrown into the spotlight, and now I think there also is that teeny, 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 teeny sort of doubt that what if it doesn't work out? And do you really want to put your franchise, because you know how you miss on a quarterback? Like, look at the Jets. They miss, they stink. They haven't had a quarterback in God knows how long, because all they do is miss. You miss with bringing him in, and you have to just deal with that, and he's miserable, and he's got his sweatshirt, he's got his ring camera video. No, you don't want to do that. Now, also, Dark Horse, if it doesn't work out in the NFL, how about this? WFAM program is the right tab. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bring him in. I would love that. And then Joe Beningo will probably be doing like 12 hours straight if Bill Belichick were the program director here. Well, I can tell you right now, you know how this is going to go if the Jets or the Giants have a down year and he does not get a job. I told you this yesterday. If he's out there next year without getting this Falcon job or whatever other job that potentially could be open, um, <laughs> You know what fans around here are going to be screaming for? Well, especially for the Giants. For the Jets, there's absolutely no way that Bill Belichick's going there. We know that for many reasons. The top one, Bill Belichick, yeah, yeah, but I, hates it, the Jets. Yeah, but doesn't like Joe Beningo have like a pipeline into the Jets? <laughs> he does. I don't know if, if Joe and Bill are as tight as they used to be, but I still I do know that they have. Uh, they well, they used to talk plenty. But uh, but there's there is no way that he would coach the Jets. The Giants, absolutely. Jets. Less than zero percent chance. Uh, Mike and Bayshore, what's going on, Mike? Hey, Boomer Gio, what's up? What's going on, Mike? What's happening? 
So I play. I try to play golf twice a week, and my my tee shot was horrible. So I went to this one pro. He made it even worse, and I couldn't get off the tee box. It was going left, right, all over the place. And then I go to this other guy, Bill, and he fixed me. So just goes to show you that two different pros don't know. Sometimes the one guy doesn't know what he's doing, and the other guy is, is a lot better than the other one. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, you have a guy that doesn't know what he's doing. I know. I have two guys who know what they're doing. Yeah, but they keep the one guy changed your grip from the other guy didn't change your grip, or did they both change your grip? No, the first guy was like to hold the golf club what's comfortable with you because when I first started, I had I never even swung a club before. And he's like, and we're gonna work with it. And now this other guy is like, listen, because you're at this point, you've played for a while. Let's try to do this. I'd like to see this a little more because your club path is coming in this particular direction and you're slicing and this is going to help. You were on, on the track, man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he was looking at all the numbers. And yeah, you were negative at your means swing. this, positive means this. Right, and you could see yourself as you were swinging. Yes, right. right. All sorts of videos and everything. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, it, it, listen, it's it's a grind. It's a grind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm grinding. <laughs> I'm crying. You are crying. <laughs> I will say you love it and you're passionate for it and you respect it. So that that I love. Thanks, Stephen, for playing the lip out <laughs> that I had uh, over and over. You see, see, this is bad because I'm keeping flat footed. See, I, I now I don't I don't do that anymore. But I, I it's it's, a, it's, a, it's tough, man. It's freaking hard. Jerry and Colmack, what's going on, Jerry? Hey, two things. One thing is uh, I was uh, looking at uh, Gio and noticed that Gio is a lot. He's a lookalike for uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh, man, I will take that because when I was but bigger, he, people yeah. thought I looked like Dom DeLuise. So now <laughs> no, no, I will take look, Baker Mayfield. Yes, That's will, a good yes. one. Absolutely, you look like Baker Mayfield. And the other thing is I saw you swing on... on uh, yeah, that's on terrible. This was, this was months no, ago. No, no, it's no, terrible. No. And I noticed that uh, you're too quick coming to ground. You should hang hang back more on your right side. There you and go. Be more solid on your right side. Right. Slower, your, your swing is too fast. You're too quick with your swing. No, I appreciate that, Jerry. I, I know, and I've heard a lot of that. Too quick, and the rotation's not good in the hips. That's just the. All right, you're right. I'm screwed up now. All right, damn, I got Jerry and Comac giving me tips now. All right, fine, you got me. You're right. It's all in my uh, head. I got. I mean, I mean, when you're walking around the Bangladesh call center back there with your with your driver, and you're and you're sitting there talking to me about your your grip and your sta- your stance and everything, I'm like, oh my god, here we go again. I mean, it's been a long week for me, okay? It's been, it's been, Can you give me a break? It's been a long week. It's been a long week. Just trying to do something that makes me happy. And we still have tonight. That's right. Tonight at Tellers. Tonight at Tellers is Looking right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I No, I actually can't wait because it's going to be like the first time like really out of my house in, okay. you know, in a while. <laughs> right. And it's going to be... You just got to keep keep your tabs on me because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be flying. That'd be all right. You'll be, you'll be fine. All right. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Brian Boomer and GL on the fan in CBS Sports Network. What a gloomy-ass day out there. My Lord. Do you see that video? Hey, Stephen Walter, can you put that back up there? Here's Batman. I was just about to say the same thing. I mean, oof. Anyway, well, we're hoping for at least it's warm. It's not like yeah. 10 degrees outside. I 55 guess I, today. I will take that. Uh, but it is definitely gloomy-ass mm. out there. All right, Jerry Recco is back. Uh, did you hear the... Out there in the newsroom, I got the answer. Minko did keep track of his games. Oh, is that true? Okay, yes, I did he, not hear it. He okay. was the one who was keeping track. It was not uh, St. John's who was keeping track. All right, then. Um, so I guess. Joe's keeping track of the holes and the rounds of golf he plays. Same thing. Much easier. Uh, if you log your rounds for your handicap, yes. it's all it's there. Games are... I mean, they're there, but you got to make sure you did them. You got to keep a running tally. Yeah, but let me ask you a question: If you're playing in a scramble, are you keeping a tally of that? You putting mm, that in your? Uh, no, I wouldn't. No, that's a good point. Okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah, fair. Listen, I'm admitting right. that I'm sick in the head. You don't need to tell me. I know already. That's... I got self awareness, and it's all there. And this is what happens when I yeah. lock in on something. I really lock in on something, and yeah. I locked in on it. You do lock in. I'm locked in. All right, Jerry, what's going on, man? We are brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Jim Harbaugh will be the new head coach of the Chargers. We found that out uh, late last night into today. Now, in Philadelphia, the Eagles are not getting a new head coach. They have Nick Sirianni, but they did get rid of their offensive and defensive coordinators. Brian Johnson, one of those. And he says difficult to do and make a move like that. Like, everyone's going to be hurting from this, right? Not just the, like... Not just the the guy that got let go, but the the peop, the friendships that are they're not over. But you know you're not going to see that person every day like you have for in the past. And so those that's the that's the most difficult part. I of really this. think Howie Roseman was like, let me take a question because he couldn't take listening to him anymore. He just goes yeah. on and on and on and on. Um, he said, he, you know, the idea here is to make Jalen Hurts a better quarterback, like everybody. Yeah, like like I said, like obviously. Um, we're always everything we're doing is trying to get our players to to perform better and and to continue to grow. Again, there's that word. We got to grow as uh, players. Now, Sunday at three, the Chiefs and Ravens have grown to the AFC Championship game. Isaiah Pacheco met the media yesterday, so obviously people were talking a lot about how hard he runs and the way he runs, and so that's become, as Jim Nance would say, memes online. Hmm. Uh, here was Pacheco. I'll say the funniest one that I thought was. They said I run like I bite people. Like I ain't no zombie. Like that was crazy. Like, <laughs> I ain't no zombie. <laughs> He's no zombie. Um, last hour we heard from Lamar Jackson talking about going head to head with Patrick Mahomes. Here's Mahomes talking about going head to head with Lamar Jackson. It's challenging. Um, the way he's able to just be a competitor and score the, score the football, obviously, and then their entire team. I mean, it's a, it's a tall task. you got to go out there and play your best football. No doubt, especially on the road in Baltimore where this game will be. What is the weather for Sunday for where you're going here? Do we Have we, have we looked ahead yet? Uh, I know Saturday. Just nice. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Translation, you know, Boomer. It's really shut hard. Up you know what? It is really, really hard to have a conversation sometimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're having a conversation. You're about to say something. All of a sudden, Eddie just drops something I right know. in the middle of it. I'm well aware. And we've got uh, ooh, watching a potential winter storm is what it says. Sunday. Suck on it. <laughs> <laughs> in Baltimore. I don't want a winter storm. Rain. Ugh. It says rain. It's going to be too warm for... It's a winter storm, but it's too warm for snow. Now, how will that work? Will Will you be under a tarp, or will you have like an assistant holding an umbrella over your we head? We have uh, two sets. We have what, one set inside the stadium, one set outside the stadium. We have a two-hour show, one to three o'clock. Right. 
J. Watt will be joining us, and you know we have a lot of things going on, a lot of movement going on. Could I apply? Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Stay off camera. <laughs> Let me see. Stand up for a second. I don't know if you're tall. Well, give me a box. Uh, give me a box. Get a box. Get a box. Get a box. Right. Let's make that. Watch the lights. Okay. It looks like it's gonna pour on Sunday. By the way. What do you think? That's pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, Boomer Science are coming to you from Baltimore. <laughs> okay. You think so? I think so. All right. Yeah, it, it does not look good, man. There's going to be a lot of rain. Hey, Drew, text me if we need somebody to hold an umbrella. <laughs> High of 48. I'm chance available. of rain, 90%. <clears throat> oh, rainfall near a quarter of an inch. I'm not available Sunday. Oh, Rut you're not. Rutgers, Purdue. How do you not Never know that? I was thinking Saturday. Because okay. most games are on Saturday. This week is Sunday, actually. Oh. Never oh. mind. I'm out. What time is that game? One o'clock. Oh, great time for a game. It's perfect. Yeah. Right, it leads right into 3.30. Okay. I think it's the perfect time for a game. It is. little warm-up spot. Yes. Uh, pretty good. Um, What else? All right, so you got the Niners and the Lions NFC Championship. What is going on with Debo Samuel? Here was Kyle Shanahan. It was the shoulder injury, I guess. Here was the update. For practice today, um, we just got Debo's shoulder. He won't practice. Everyone else is full. How is Debo feeling? Uh, it's feeling better. Does that make you more optimistic about his availability for Sunday? It makes me feel better. I would certainly think so. It makes Brock Purdy. You know, what's amazing is that um, he missed two games this year because of this uh, shoulder mm. injury. That hit that he took against Green Bay looked like it hit right on where whatever he's got injured, injured. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this Baltimore Raven defense is no joke. They're going to work the shoulder? Oh, they're going to go <laughs> after that baby, man. He catches one ball across the middle. Guess what? Here come 10 guys, and they're all going to be aiming for that left shoulder. I'm sure they will. Now, Kevin Burkhardt's doing this game with Greg Olson on Fox, as we know. Uh, Kevin was on the Jay Glazer podcast. This is a cool little story, talking about how he preps for games these days. Before every game, there's a football in the booth that we bring on the truck, and I throw it with my spotter, Mitch, before the game, like 10 minutes before we go on the air. So if the booth isn't big enough, we go out in the hallway. Like a couple weeks ago, we're thrown in the hall, and Dan Quinn comes behind me and you know, wants to <laughs> tackle me, and he's getting ready for the booth for the Cowboys. But it's like, the reason I got into this is from throwing the football in the street with my dad when I was a kid. Isn't that nice? That is really cool. Did you hear when Tony Romo was on that podcast and and Jay asked him how he prepares and Tony said, what? <laughs> I didn't hear so that Excuse part. me? I don't, what do you mean? <laughs> I didn't hear that That was part. interesting. <laughs> should listen to it on, get your podcast from anywhere. <laughs> Spotify, Odyssey. Odyssey, Apple, yeah. you can find it. Yeah. <laughs> One more from Kevin, who says he takes nothing for granted. Think about that, like your dreams as a kid. And right. now I'm just doing this with my buddy who's my who's my spotter and just kind of gets all the nervous tension out before we actually go on the air. And I'm like, this is like my dream as a kid. has come true. I remember mm. when he was doing those interviews at Shea Stadium. Yeah, right? on SNY and in the canoe in was San he Francisco. At Shea? He was at Shea, wasn't he? Or was he too young? Well, that was, so the first year of City Field was what, 2010? Yes, I think. I think. So, mm, yes, no. he would still have been doing SNY. 2009. Was the first year? Of, then he definitely was there because he was with us, Compass Media Networks, 2010. Okay. So he was still doing SNY, and then he left Compass Media for Fox in 11, I think. Right. So, yes, he would have been at City Field okay. and then Shea. Remember me and Craig highlighting him and how good he was at what he was doing. Remember that? Before. So you spawned the career? I think so. I think we did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday on the Evan and Tiki show, they did what they call Cinco de Fivo. 
Um, tell me what's wrong with this opening statement, at least from what I hear. Maybe maybe it's me. All right, off of last night's big New Hampshire primary, I'm going to give you the five states we least care about. <laughs> so, he did that on purpose. He did? He had to do that on uh, purpose. I, Please tell me he did it on purpose. I don't think he no did. No one reacted. Come on. No, he, there is a the thing they used to do when he was on the DA show. It was like called the year of the buffoon or whatever and all these things that he said. Stu not in a week. Yes, do not in a week. Yeah, okay, right. Over the course of the year that he would say, and I swear to you, it was most of it, at least. 90% of it was actually him not knowing how to pronounce it. No things. one blinked. Nobody said anything? No one said a thing. Primary? Primary. <laughs> so they went on. I mean, Tiki's got to say something, right? He didn't. Nothing? He did not, no. And so they went on with this whole thing about the five states they care least about. And then uh, he would go into one state in particular. So here's the thing with South Dakota. At least North Dakota has the presidential mountain. What does South have except for Jackrabbit's basketball? The presidential court? mountain? <laughs> the one with the heads. Do you know the name of it? <laughs> I know the name of it. <laughs> okay. I forgot to redo this. When I, was, when I was typing out earlier, I wrote Presidential Mountain. No, obviously, I know it's not called Presidential Mountain. What's it called? So he would fumble around, and then Tiki would give him a lifeline. What did I do for a living? You played <laughs> running back, and I got... It's called a... I didn't even think of that. It's called a... A wheel route? No. Like a... A wheel route. Carry. In the stat book, it is a... How many blank for... A, how many yards? Carries, attempts... Keep going. <laughs> Tiki, where the hell are you going with this? <laughs> and then they would say, you rush. You know, and he said, oh, Rushmore. Got it. Poor Tiki. Yeah, I know. And uh, he thinks that uh, Mount Rushmore is in North Dakota? <laughs> that's what he said. Okay, good. Yeah, that's the other thing, right? That's another thing that's wrong. <laughs> that, was, that was wrong about that. Yes. So the, the presidential mountain is in South Dakota. <laughs> and they got a hot governor. Is this true? Yes. Hot governor in South yeah, Dakota? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Huh. I wasn't aware. Tim Clark? No. <laughs> no I don't know. <laughs> South Dakota governor. Let's see. How many people are doing that right now? Okay. All right. Christy. I mean, as far as governors go. Yeah, well, listen. You know. <laughs> I mean. Compare her to our governor. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> NBA tonight. Knicks take on the Nuggets. The Nets face the Timberwolves right well, there's here. A couple on of this. There's some. I got some better pictures now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had the Suns and Mavericks on ABC as Mike Breen opened the broadcast. And good evening, everyone. Along with Doris Burke, Mike Breen on hand, Cassidy Hubbard with us as well. First order of business is who's available tonight for Dallas. Kyrie Irving is out for Phoenix. Eric Gordon is out for ABC. ESPN. Doc Rivers is out. Our dear friend has decided that life as an NBA broadcaster is way too stressful, so he's decided to opt for a less stressful job, an NBA head coach. So if you weren't sure if he was taking the job with the Bucks, I mean, you're pretty sure that he is now. So that's how it started. The Suns would beat the Mavericks 132 Everybody's to Everybody's just trying to get away from Breen. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Well, they fired Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. They weren't going I, anywhere. They were complaining they wanted a new play-by-play -play guy. <laughs> No way. <laughs> I don't believe that. So now the question is, do they put anybody else in the booth with him and Doris Burke, or is she just the lead analyst, and that's it? I say put Wally Zerbiak in there. That's what the USA needs, more Wally Zerbiak. I think so. I think Wally pushes for that job? I yes. think so, yeah. Why not? He he does work for CBS, so I don't know if, if our bosses would let him do both. Mm. Like, everybody else can do both, but for some reason, you know... Maybe we can't. Hmm. 
Trying to think of somebody else that would be good there. Who else do they have on their staff? That I don't know. At ABC, I don't know. Yeah, Jalen Rose. Well, that's a good one. At ESPN, yeah, yeah. Throw him in there. Is he still there? I think he, so. I thought he was let go too. Wasn't he, he was. Oh, I don't, I don't Richard know. Jefferson. He, I know for a fact, is still there. Kirk. Yeah, you know what? That's actually a really good one. Who'd you say? Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Uh, here's Devin Booker. So during this game, Jalen Rose was fired. By the way, okay. So he's available. He is. Uh, I'm back. I don't. <laughs> well, that's so, a good point too. Grant Williams. Okay. He's all over the college. Yeah, yeah he's a college guy. He's all college, college guy. He can, he can do and any game. I know, but it yes, seems yes, but it seems like Herb Street, while fine, it seems odd in the yeah, NFL no, booth because yeah, you really identify him as a college guy. I think it's the same thing you would get with uh, what's his name with Billis. Okay, JJ Redick. Yeah, throw his ass in there. Old man in the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Jerry. Sorry. So during this game, you had uh, Grant Williams was acting like a goon with Durant. He was all over him and sometimes like shoving him and, and taking fouls on purpose to kind of get in his head and kind of be a nuisance. Well, Yusuf Nurkic had enough and went after him, wound up getting a T, I believe. Here was Devin Booker, who had 46 in the wins. is good for Nurkic. Hell yeah, it's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't it think is. Grant wanted to play basketball tonight. He just... He wants to do the antics, man. We're out there trying to hoop, so, you know, big props to Nert for holding that down. And he did hold it down, and they wound up with the last laugh as they went on the road by a whole boatload. Bucks did beat the Cavs 126-116. Joe Prunty coached this team as they wait for Doc Rivers. Giannis at 35-18-10. We talked about They John- don't even need to coach that team. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like with when Steve Kerr had his back surgery with the yeah. Warriors were in the midst of their dynasty, yeah. and Luke Walton stepped in there and didn't lose a game for four weeks. Were they like 22-1 and one or something? Yeah, and then he went to the crazy. Kings, Luke Walton, and didn't know how to coach. <laughs> All of a sudden, didn't have Curry. Just gave the guys the basketball guy out of the way. Do what you got to do out there. Game number 500, if you haven't heard, for John Minko as St. John's broadcaster last night at the Garden. 15 seconds to shoot. Jordan Dingle maneuvers his way in the lane, finds the rim, and scores! Jordan Dingle with a little floater, and St. John's ahead 52 to 39. And they would win by 20. Dingle with a floater. <laughs> Come on, John, get your head out of the gutter. Uh, Dingle had 12. Joel Soriano had 21 as St. John's win. And uh, Seton Hall lost to Providence 67-63. And in the Big Ten, final seconds, Maryland with a big chance to beat Iowa. Scott to the screen. Young to work on the run. Oh. Off the window, got it. 1.5 to play, and Maryland... With the two-point lead, Jameer Young looking to play the role of hero in Iowa City. And he did as they yeah. win 69-67. Yeah, about, uh, that was Big Ten Network. Kevin Kugler, another one. Westwood One, Big Ten Network, CBS. Where else? Maybe Fox. I mean, another one that's all over the place. Yes. So good for him as he had that game last night. Uh, Young at 22 as they beat the Hawkeyes, 69-67. And you got the Islanders in Montreal tonight. Patrick Waugh going back to Montreal. It's kind of cool. And the Devils are at Carolina. Hi, Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Something we didn't talk about yesterday, but I saw, and there was articles written about it, was... Tyra Banks at the Knicks-Nets game at Barclays Center sitting in between two furries. So I don't know why she was in between two furries or the two furries bought seats on either side of her or she was affiliated with the furries. That's one thing I didn't figure out. Well, the Uh, thing that didn't make sense with that is like 
So she went to the game by herself in the middle of two furries? That doesn't make sense either. I agree. So I think there probably has to be some other play involved here where it's like one of these guerrilla marketing campaigns where they like do these things and all of a sudden remember when like when Snoop Dogg did uh, I'm giving up I've talked to my family and I'm giving up smoke and everybody's like oh my god he quit weed and then two weeks later he was endorsing solo stuff solo stuff right so I think this is one of those things where like put it out there and be like oh Tyra Banks and two furries and all of a sudden she's in a Super Bowl commercial with furries something like that but I've had experience with furries? Yes. You have? I've told you this. You probably forgot. But every year, they chose Pittsburgh as the, the city for the furry convention. Oh, that's right. Yes. So they, they would take over hotels, and they'd be all over the city for the furry convention because Pittsburgh would open their arms for the furries. And I heard a lot of stuff from hotel workers and people that worked in the hotels. Not all of them are this disgusting, but some of them would, would pee in litter boxes. In the hotel rooms. And they'd have to. That's how seriously they took their animal role play. So when I see furries, I don't see cute mascots. I see people who are so warped that they would use a litter box in a Holiday Inn. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Ever talked to a furry? No. Ever seen a furry? Yes. Okay. Where? Just walking around the city? Uh, yeah, Penn Station. Now, I did. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a mascot for something. No, it was a furry. It was a furry. Straight up furry. Yeah. And I, I got a. I did a show on this out there when there was no sports going on. And, and there was furries who called that were very upset. And like the head of uh, Arthrocon, which is the furry convention, called up because I thought. The people that were furries just put on the costumes and had weird furry sex. That's what I thought it was for. And then they said, no, no, no. You know, some people are like that, but there's some people that just want to be these animals. So they're these animals and they don't have. Did they go live in the woods? Furry sex. I don't know. I mean, listen, if you take it as far as you're going in a litter box in a hotel room, there could be some that actually live in the woods. There could be for a short period of time. But you know the thing that's scary. There's a real person there. Is probably your kid's social studies teacher. You know, that's Maybe. the thing that that's the thing that's scary about it. Okay, they put on the wolf costume, and we, what else are they doing? Mm. Hey, you know, by the way, you know, I, I finished that documentary on uh, Netflix about World War II. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> where these guys were fighting for the right for these right. guys to pee in litter boxes. Right, I, uh, it, it was. Uh, it's it's an amazing, amazing riveting and it tells a lot of the stories i mean, all the stories personally i would think that that documentary should be taught in every high school in america yeah i i, I don't know what they're teaching but that should be taught yeah and uh it's in color uh it it's is, remarkable yeah, yeah i started to watch it i need to finish it but uh it really is a, to see it in color too it changes things. Yeah, but it, you know the historians talking about it, and then all the things that were going on. I mean, it really it does encapsulate pretty much every aspect of why it happened, when it happened, what was going on in the world when it was happening, and it goes from the Pacific to the to Europe. I mean, back and forth. I mean, it was just it's, it was amazing. A lot of things I didn't even know, and I'm I, I can you're a historian. Myself- I consider myself somebody who would follow almost all of that stuff, and I learned a lot of new things, man. Yes, highly recommend. Yes.
Uh, Drew on Long Island. What's going on, Drew? Good morning, guys. Yeah, yeah we're here, Drew. What's, What's happening, up, Drew? A little bit louder. Uh, quick question. I'm going to make this quick because I was hoping not to be that, that a-hole on the train that's speaking <laughs> while everyone's uh, trying to rest. But quick question for you, Boomer. 1981, my father, Larry Abraham, which was a fullback, he played with you. Fortunately, he's not with us anymore. Happen to remember him? Cause Larry not- a- Abraham? Like, so 1981, I was there. It was my third year. Did, what year of, uh, of, of was it for him? Was he a senior? No, for, he was a freshman. But he, he, he started, apparently. I, I can't say. What was the who? I know you've had a lot of teammates over the years. <clears throat> I'm trying. I don't. I got to be honest. I don't remember. I lost you there. Yeah, I've, I've, I said I'm sorry. I don't remember. Oh, no, it's all right. I was just hoping that you would remember. All right. Well, well nice talking sorry. to you guys. All right. Well, it's but a dreary day. Sorry. I don't really. That was, uh, that was horrible. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. That was straight up horrible. I'm going to pretend it. I know. I, I would pretend, man. I, don't I would. I would have a hundred percent pretend. I felt bad for him. Oh I'm... yeah, we used to call him Larry Bags. You're something like that. No, I can't do that. You had to because now you just ruin this guy's freaking day. What is he like? It's the same thing with like. No, kids. he may have. He may have the years mixed up. He, like in '81, I did start, but it was a different coach. It wasn't Bobby Ross, and I don't. I don't remember. I remember most of the guys that were on that team, but it's like fog. Yeah, like, see, I learned this yesterday. Sabrina goes, are unicorns real? And I said, no. And she goes, but Madison said they're real, and she has a unicorn. I'm like, okay. She's like, what do you mean they're not real? I said, they're real. I'm sorry. I was, I was confused. They're, they're, they're real. They're out there. You'll be riding one on a rainbow when you're 15. You'll get your right. unicorn license. Sometimes you just have to do that for that moment, for that person. I can't you needed do to do that for that guy, Drew, on the train, <laughs> who's whispering on the train, do you remember my... My late father, who played with you, and you go, I'm sorry, I don't. And the, the disappointment in his voice was like, oh, okay, I was wishing, I was hoping you'd remember. Just, like, hit me in the gut. Like, I got punched in the gut. I was just an observer of this. I wasn't even a part of it. Uh, I'm sorry, I just... Is there anything we could do to jog your memory so then maybe he's listening and we could be like, oh, that's right. I remember Larry Abraham. No? No, but I can uh, text somebody and see if they remember him. Okay. We're going to have to make this right. And now. if that person doesn't remember, don't say it. Yeah. Why not? Well, because that's going to hurt it's him worse. even more. What do you mean, why not? You know why not. Now, there's multiple people that don't remember Larry Abraham. <sighs> if this were a feel good Friday, it yeah. would have dragged us right down. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. But I, like, <laughs> I, maybe I, I don't know if the guy's playing a joke on me or something, just to see that I would say that, yeah, I did play with the guy. Oh, yeah, he didn't play with you. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like, hey, did you play with my dad, Seymour Butts? You know what I'm saying? Then you'd be like, oh, he's playing a joke on you. Right. Gabe I'm- Athhouse. You know, then, okay. But Larry Abraham? I, I, I'm sorry, it didn't jog a memory for me. I'm sorry. He may have played in 80 and 79 where I really wasn't a starter. You know, the other thing about that is I said, uh, is your father still with us? He said no. Yeah, I know. Well, you didn't tell me that. Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> there are those that will leave a mark, but many of us will not. 
Hi, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I'm still reeling from the Drew on Long Island call. I mean, that really just turned my morning sideways. And uh, I, I, I just thought in that situation you, you could have lied. You probably should have lied. I know you're a man of honor and, and you like to tell the truth and sort of George Washington in that way. I, I cannot tell a lie, but in that spot, just to make that guy happy, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to lie. So, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Wow. We, we used to go out to lunch together and get grilled cheese sandwiches after practice. And, yeah. uh, Look, after, after, we hung, after we hung up with that guy, I immediately Googled to see whether or not he was a letterman at the University of Maryland. I, I tried to find him anywhere. Yeah, and I couldn't. Did you? I could not, but that doesn't mean that. I, I mean, mean, I could go through all the rosters. Can so, I, if I'm here telling that guy, "Oh yeah, I remember him," people are going to be googling him. Maybe, maybe not. And they're going to be, oh, you know, Boomer's, you know. No, you know what they'll do is they'll say, man, Boomer's such a great guy. He didn't want to let that guy down. This I don't, person I don't know didn't even I, exist. I, but how do I know that he's not playing me? Because he's, you could tell he's on the train. He's, he's whispering. That would be like all-time level Andy Kaufman type crap. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the people who prank this radio station say, "Hey, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks." They don't go with some crazy. <laughs> do you know my yes. my late father who played with you at Maryland in 1979? But I, but, I, but I didn't remember. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go to Brian in Northport. What's going oh, on, Brian? God. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? What's hey, up, Brian? Man? What's happening? Uh, Boomer, I love you, but you dropped the ball. That was a total lie spot. I'm going to feel like crap all day throughout. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to ruin so your listen, day. Listen, two years ago, I took my family to Disney. My, my son was in first grade. We went on this ride at Epcot at a restaurant that took us to outer space. And for two years, he's been telling me, my friend said we didn't go to outer space. I'm like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Two nights ago, we're in bed. He's like, hey, when we went to Disney, did we really go to outer space? And he kind of smiled, and I was like... No, we didn't. And his face, the nice in the heart look. And I was like, oh, why didn't I just lie? I should lie. Yes, we did. Yeah, exactly. You know, Brian, I, um, I, I've had a lot of these lately because Sabrina's getting to that age. So this, this, <laughs> this was the worst one. So I told you about the unicorn one the other day. So we went to Disney on ice and Sabrina's having a princess themed birthday party coming up. And she says to me, is Elsa real? Elsa from Frozen. So I say, I don't want to lie to her. You know, so I say, no, it's a cartoon. It's a movie, you know. So she looks at me like devastated. She goes, if she's not real, then how is she coming to my birthday party? And I went, oh, my God. You're an idiot. And I was like, I didn't mean she's not real. I said when you, I said she is real, but the movie is like animation. So, but no, she's real and she's going to be there at the house. But like, I'm still like, I don't know what to do because I don't want to, her whole life, because you build kids up and like tell them all this stuff exists. And then like you, their you innocence why, you gets why, ripped you, you, away you from them, them. And they're like, oh my God, I've been lied to my whole life. Like the world sucks. Nah, by the time they figure it out, they're, they're well past that your guilt that you're talking about here right now but i look that's a five-year-old this is a guy who was like 35 years old i'm assuming yeah but the That'd be like gunner calling in say hey did, you know you remember you know playing with i'm like I, no i don't i'm sorry <laughs> all right but it it's more impactful for a grown man in that situation than the five-year-old who will forget about all this at some point 
and okay, unicorn isn't real, whatever. That's not going to mean anything. This person is a grown man. It's their it's their late father, and it still means something to them that their father played with Boomer Esiason. Is it he, hard to Google whether or not his dad was a letterman and and played at the University of Maryland? I'm sure maybe he went to school there. Maybe he was a walk on. I don't know. But that's even worse now because now he's thinking maybe my dad lied. He, to me he also could he also could have screwed up the the day the the years. What year did he say? Anybody remember? He said 81. 1981? So yes. The, so like the 1981. Maryland football team. All right. With uh, Did you get the, can you get the whole roster? I think you can. Okay. Let's try to do that. Andy in Connecticut. What's going on, Andy? Hey, good morning, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Love your guys' show. Booms, I'm around your age. I got your back. You didn't drop the ball on that one. It was awesome you told that guy the truth. All right, thanks. I love it, man. Nice. All right, now I do. I do have. I have the whole roster. And, okay. and Andy, thank you for calling. I have the whole roster. Okay. Larry Abraham, right? It'd be right at the top, right? Wouldn't no, it? it's not because you've got like the starters and the stats here. Uh, but he said he was a starter, didn't he? He said he was a starting fullback. I think. He said starting fullback. Yeah. All right, I'm not seeing Larry Abraham in 1981. Dream dead. Oh, stop. I, would there have been like another, like a practice squad or something? Or There were 110 guys on the team. Well, I don't have 110 guys here. There's That's no way. That's what I'm saying. So he probably didn't let her. But I'm looking. It says roster here, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've got roster. It's not 110. It's probably like 75, maybe a little less than that. So he was a fullback according, right? There's not a single fullback on the roster. There's nobody labeled fullback. Okay. Did you have fullbacks? Did you play yes. with fullbacks? Oh, yeah, back in 1981, yes, we had fullbacks. All right. So I've and got... By the way, we actually pitched the ball and led the running back and the fullback around the corner. So I've got these guys. This is I'm what so I have yeah. for... See, anybody, but here's the thing. This is all like stats. It, like anybody who accrued stats offensively are the people that are on here. So I got John Nash. Yes, remember John Nash? Yep. Charlie Wysocki. Of course, remember the great Charlie Wysocki, yes. Willie Joyner. Willie Joyner, right from Brooklyn, yeah. Tim Witte. Yes, remember Tim? Uh, they had a nickname for him <laughs> that I cannot say on the air. I remember Tim, yes. Joe Brickovich? Berkovich. Berkovich? Yep. Okay. He was a fullback. Jeff Roddenberger. Yes, I remember Jeff. Vernon Carter. Vernon Carter, yes. They right, have so, Dave Daddy on that list. Uh, no. Those are all the running backs that are listed on the 1981 roster. You're not that important. <laughs> what are you laughing in there, Al? I, we can hear you laughing through the glass. <laughs> Any of these jerry drops I love. <laughs> <laughs> You're in there crying laughing uh, oh my god yeah so that so that's that's all that are listed now that doesn't mean that see these are statistics <clears throat> roster maryland statistics i remember every single one of those guys that you gave me and uh man what the hell was tim witty's nickname oh god it was uh, rushing and receiving oh 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 I got more. Okay. I got more. 
Uh, but still, no. Still. Still. If he was a fullback, he would have shown up here somewhere. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't remember him. That's why. All right. I, I can remember pretty much all my teammates, and that's and that name just didn't. All right. So I have I have rushing attempts for that year. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna. So I gave you all those guys already. All right. I'll yes. give you. I'll give you another one. Bob Milkovich. Well, Bob Milkovich is my buddy who's a quarterback. Mike, I, go, I go on golf trips with Bob and everything. I told you. Okay, I'm just I'm okay. just giving you the names. Yeah, Mike Lewis. Yeah, wide receiver. Russell Davis, wide receiver. Steve Adams. Uh, I do remember Steve. I think he was older than I was, though. I didn't play much with him. Two attempts, minus six yards on the season. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, Tim Quander. Yep, I remember Tim Quander. He had a nickname too. <laughs> Chris Marino. <laughs> Jim, what do you think they was called? <laughs> I don't know what you said, but it sounded, it sounded bad. <laughs> I just remember Tim Whitty's t- nickname. You can't say it? <laughs> Could you say that? I, I, I think. I mean, I think. Don't do it, though. Dude. Okay. Yeah, I gotta do it. Yeah. Uh, Tim. Tim. Uh, Chris Marino. Yeah, wide receiver. Yep. Brent Dewitt, backup quarterback. Yep. All right. So yeah, these are all the guys that had carries yeah. that year. But that I doesn't mean he wasn't guys. on the team somewhere. You know. Yeah. As time goes on, we're forgotten. Uh, let's go to uh, Nico in New Jersey. Nico, what's happening? Hey, uh, guys. This is like you know when you're sitting down with your kids. And like you know, back in '88, '79, I used to run fullback, and uh, Boomer Esiason used to hand me the ball. That guy, he, you don't think your kids are going to call Boomer Esiason and really find out? Well, I mean, like, what am I supposed to do, right, Nico? I, exactly, exactly. Like the guy, probably if he was on the team, he might not have been that great. But you got to tell your kids something. You don't think he's going to look it up? <laughs> <laughs> have you, Nico? Have you done yeah. this with your children? If you have children, that's yeah. That's part of being a, a parent. <laughs> you you I, you have to be a superhero in your to your kids. That's part of being a dad. You gotta <laughs> lie to them. I mean, what an amazing. Well, I guess because Long Island Boomer, the whole thing, college football, like playing at East Islip is not as cool as playing in Maryland with Boomer. So maybe he came up with that. I remember all my teammates from East Islip too. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Mike and Maspeth. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, how we doing, guys? Good. What's up, man? Phil, uh, you're beating yourself up about you know not being a superhero to your daughter about letting her know about Elsa. Yeah. But, you know, my, once my kid got seven, eight, both of them, my daughter. My daughter's name is also Sabrina. It's funny. Uh, I, I'd rather let them know coming from me than them finding out in school and being devastated and looking like that kid in the corner. You yeah, know I, mean? I know. I, that's what I'm saying. But, like, <clears throat> so I, I am, like, I'm, I'm trying to tell her the truth about these things. I didn't think she'd be that upset about Elsa. I thought she'd figure it out, kind of. But, you know, the, the look of sadness on her face when I was like, it's a cartoon. I was like, all right, I just, I got to stay alive. your question. You took her to uh, Disney on Ice and Elsa was out on the ice? Who's that? 
Yeah, I know. See, I wasn't thinking that but way. Who's that? That's, you know, I go, by the way, Winnie went to go see that as well. Yeah. And Winnie loves Elsa. Winnie loves Boomer and Geo as well, you dope. So <laughs> just watch what you're saying. And don't be ruining anything for my granddaughter. What am I ruining? I'm not ruining anything. Elsa, Elsa's beautiful. Elsa's real. Yeah. It goes away. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny is I. I, I, I said this in years past. Your life changes when you realize there's a dude in the goofy costume. Like, when that happens... Why are we doing this? <laughs> really, why are we doing this? And you're getting all over me for telling that guy that I didn't play with his dad. <laughs> I'm saying, well, the kids are at school, but... But, like, that's when your life changes. Like, when you're, like... the That's when the magic gets drained from you. And you're, like, there's some guy who didn't make make it in life who's smoking cigarettes behind the dumpster and then has to put the head back on and go out there. That's when you're like, all right. Or there's a Santa Claus fondling you. Well, <laughs> wait. I gotta watch you. I say? <laughs> what? Winnie, Winnie, Boomba didn't mean that. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> I hope you don't have any personal experience with that. No, I don't. Oh, my God. Let's oh. go to uh, Corey in Virginia. Corey, what's happening? How you doing, Boomer? How Good. You doing, Gio? What's hey, going what's on? Uh, I'm just uh, uh, Geo. Uh, you brought up the furries back in Pittsburgh yeah. uh, when you used to live there. Um, yeah, about ten years ago, uh, unbeknownst to me and my family and my kids at the time, who were eleven and seven years old, we had the pleasure of um, of uh, going there, and it was actually Fourth of July weekend, and going to uh, to see the PNC Park and to see the Mets play. See, it was actually furry convention weekend, and the hotel we stayed at had a bunch of furries everywhere. And uh, my kids had no idea what was going on. At the time, furries was not a common uh, term yet. We didn't know what it was. But to your point, um, these furries, uh, ones that were dressed like dogs or wolves or whatever they were dressed like, were urinating on fire hydrants in public parks. They were defecating on patches of grass. And the hotel we stayed in, which uh, was unbelievable, we didn't see much in the hotel, uh, but it smelled like a men's locker room uh, on the worst day, Um, which kind of brings me full circle to kind of now when we come back, when I come back up and visit New York and go to Manhattan, except people aren't wearing furry costumes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Great point, Corey. That is. But yeah, you thought I was kidding. You thought I was kidding about the furries. He's, no, he's saying not, it I'm, outside in the public parks. Yeah, well, that's on the little, fire hydrants. That's that's rough, man. That I mean, that's I mean, litter boxes in the hotel and then outside. I mean, are they they sniff a fire hydrant? I th- yeah, they go through the whole thing. It's they a go whole through experience. the whole thing. They okay. go through the whole experience. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. I'm just I know about it, but I'm just not familiar with all the. Well, things. now you're familiar. Yeah, now I, you're in. Now you're in the world. Did I tell you about that World War II doc that I was watching on Netflix? <laughs> Rob in Sayville. What's going on, Rob? Hey, how you doing, Boo and Jill? How's it going? All right, Robin, what's, what's happening? I, so the funny story about the characters that you dress up as when kids' birthdays. I used to dress up as Buzz Lightyear, Darth Vader, Spider-Man. <clears throat> so during my one son's birthday, my wife backed up the SUV next to the house. We have a hedgerow and then a house and then a, the um, driveway's in the back. I'm on top of the back of the SUV <laughs> as Spider-Man. The kids come around the corner. I throw myself off the back of the car. I go into this, like, tumble spin. I pop up. They're like, oh, my God, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm wearing one of my Rolex watches. The kids are like, 
That's not Spider-Man. <laughs> to watch. Who is this guy? I twist my ankle. I'm sprinting around the backyard and the front yard and wind up running down the block. Uh, so listen, <laughs> the character thing is awesome, dude. Yeah. I love it. You I know love. what, Rob? You, you know, sound like a sable you do, dad. You do a lot of dopey things for your kids. <laughs> you That's sound like a sable dad, which That's means good. that you're locked in. Because yeah. you have a Rolex. <laughs> well, no, 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 not because of that. No, it just feels like you do everything for your kids, but you also make an ass out of yourself, which sounds like <laughs> pretty much. sounds like all of us. Uh, Suzanne in Verona. What's going on, Suzanne? Hi, how are you guys? Good, Suzanne. Suzanne. What's happening? Wanted to call. I have been watching you for so long. I stopped watching morning TV because I couldn't stand it, and I've been watching you guys for years. So not only getting the sports info, but also getting the entertainment. So high five to you both. But I got to tell you, I'm Team Boomer on this. Well, thank you, Suzanne. I appreciate that. So you're, you you like ruining people's days, Suzanne? I mean, that's... <laughs> God. <laughs> no, <laughs> or his life. No, I don't. No, I don't. I think, I think honestly, from, from a mom of two kids, I have a 23-year-old and a 20-year-old. I think that, Boomer, you are so revered. And I think for anyone watching, it really shows your integrity. You have the most incredible recall. You can spit out stuff from decades ago. You didn't remember. And I really honor the fact that you totally just said, no, I'm sorry. I didn't remember. And you were incredibly gracious about it. Well, thank you very much. Well, and see, like, everybody hears thanks. something different. You see yeah, that? Thanks for the kind words. Yes. I mean, I was just feeling so terrible for the last 20 minutes. And she just picked up my day. Yeah, you know, that guy, uh, Drew from Long Island, who called about his dad, Larry Abraham, is now, I heard, called the Drew Barrymore show. And he said, uh, Drew, do you remember my mom, Carol Abraham, who was in E.T. with you? And uh, he said, no, I don't. I don't remember. So now his whole childhood has been ruined. His entire life. I wonder if Drew Bar Barrymore remembers us from her phone call two weeks ago. Probably not. Probably not. No way. Yeah. Probably not. And then that whole invite thing, is that like a real thing? Who's following up with that? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm talking with her people. We've got a day and all that fun stuff. Yeah, what day is that? It's on. A, it's that Wednesday. Uh, what time? 8.30? Uh, be closer to noonish. <laughs> Sometime between 8.30 and noonish. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't think so. I checked with Boomer's people. Uh, his schedule seems to be open that day. Oh, no, it's not. Wait a second. I was told 8.30 to 9.30. Oh, no, no, no. It said Originally, it was like 8.30 to 12.30s when they, when they have tapings. But they said See, probably more. I could read you the email. Let me, well, let me explain something to you. You know, I do the Mike Valenti show on Fridays. Uh -huh. And I do it you know, right after this show on Friday. I stay here. Either Mike comes in or he does it from Detroit. And Ruscona produces it with Eddie does the board and everything else. So I get a text message. About what about the Friday before the actual Super Bowl? What are we doing? I said, well, I'll be ready to go at like, you know, 7, 10 a.m. And Roscona and both Valentia are like, oh, this is ridiculous. We can't do it at that time. And I'm like, guys, I'm coming from Vegas. So we're, it's actually the same time that we normally do it. It's just that I'm doing it at, a, at local time at that time. You guys are going to be on East Coast time. I mean, nothing changes. The latest email says, thanks so much, Al. It's going to be between 10 and 12. <clears throat> so No, it's not. Is that no good for you guys? <laughs> you know why, don't you? I do not. Oh, oh. this baby, come on. Mm. <laughs> what happened here? Let's go. I was told 8.30. <clears throat>
She said 8.30? Again, so, like, when this was going down, I was going, there's no way we're doing this if we're doing what we say we were doing. And I know you're working on that because that's your part of the trip. That's your responsibility. No, I am, yes. So uh, don't be, uh, you know, double booking us. Maybe Eddie and I will go over and do the show. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Just a minute on atheism, Drew. (laughs) Just a quick little... Read from Richard Dawkins' God Illusion. Just a couple of pages. Uh, all right. Boomer and Geo on the She'll fame. She'll be more, more disappointed than the other Drew. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's true. As time goes on, we're forgotten. Will you remember me? There are those that will leave a mark... But many of us will not. Dream dead. I am crying laughing right now. So when I tell you, Boomer and I both know how to use Google. (laughs) And we both Googled the same stuff. Yeah. And didn't come up with... Larry Abraham, Marilyn Terrapins. I was on pro football or college football reference going through all the stats, all the things. Jerry walks in, types in. What'd you type in? Lawrence Abraham. Lawrence Abraham. Maryland football. Maryland football. And and what comes up? The first thing that comes up is 1981 Maryland Terrapins football team. Special teams, Larry Abraham dash fullback. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be kidding me. Yeah. How did you get that? I, I, I didn't get I that. I don't know. It's the, uh, You came over and saw it. It's the first thing that popped up. And I typed in, I right, actually so we, typed we, in Lawrence. You put in Lawrence. I put in Lawrence. I put in Larry. And basically what comes up. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even see. How, where, where is his name? I don't know. I, I don't see him on a roster. I know it's in the Wikipedia, like, uh, Google search. But I don't see... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You think someone, <laughs> think someone changed it on Wikipedia and put it in in the last ten minutes? Yeah, that would be awesome. that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Can you find out when the last edit of this was? Uh, find out when the how last. Would I, know, I don't know how maybe I would know you that. could start editing. Yeah, but view history maybe. It was edited today. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah. Was there? It's you at go. the bottom. There, of you, go. Go. there you go. <laughs> That's why we didn't get it earlier. Well, hold on. It says... Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course it was edited. <laughs> That's why. Mine says last edited... Jan- this doesn't make sense. It says January 25th, which is today at 1319 UTC time. What is UTC time? It was at 819 this morning? Yes. Yeah, it, it says roster added to roster. Someone added the <laughs> roster. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, that's funny. Oh, all right. If anybody's just joining us, guy called up. Do you remember my father? He said that he played with you, Boomer. His name was Larry Abraham. Boomer didn't remember. Guy seemed devastated. We've been trying to find if this man existed. Boomer and I couldn't find it for hours. And Jerry comes in, <laughs> Googles it. Here it is. Larry Abraham, fullback <laughs> on, on Wikipedia. Yeah, on what was, Wikipedia. And what was the timestamp on it? 13 what? 13, 19, U, what does it say here? Uh, yeah, let's Greenwich Mean Time. 
What time? It's like, you know, where the they, they start counting it. Okay. Greenwich Mean Time used to be called. Okay. So that was less, that was about 15 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so someone went into Wikipedia, put it in there to mess with us. <laughs> Larry Abraham was a full-time <laughs> play with Boomer uh, on the 1981 uh, Maryland There you go. That is funny. Wow. How about the fact that Jerry comes in here and just like... Uh, just goes to show you can't trust anything on this. Yeah, no, right here. It's the first thing that comes up. Yeah. I'm and like, how looked, did you get that? And the fact that it was available in search already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that just Google searching it brought it up. I was like, wait a second. It's Wikipedia. Someone could go in there. Do and that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. You remember beating Virginia 48 to 7? Yes. In 1981? Yes. I feel like I look at a box score. Maybe his name would show up there, but <laughs> someone might have edited that too at this point. No, there's nothing. No, there's no box score either. <laughs> Just a score. Wow. Boomer's <laughs> looking, get out of here. <laughs> Going right up to the <laughs> roster, looking, look, fullback and special teams, what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is amazing. What a day. Very funny. This is like stuff like this, you never, you have no idea that's going to happen when the show starts. And it's turned into one of the craziest things we've had in a while. All right. Very good, Jerry. Uh, I'm wondering if this guy was maybe like a, a team manager or something. Like part of the team, like maybe played JV football and was like, a, you know, practiced with you. <laughs> One of the guys that Boomer gave a swirly to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could have been, but he said he started and he said oh. fullback and he said that stuff. So One of my buddies texted me and said this whole Larry Abraham thing. Is like a Seinfeld episode. And I said to Al, who's a usual Larry David fan and Seinfeld fan, I said, you know, you could see this happening to Larry David. Hey, I hung up. You know, my, my dad said he hung out with you at the University of Maryland because that's where Larry David went. Yeah, yeah. And was roommates with you and you guys used to hang out. And Larry David going, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, no, didn't exist. No. But the, but the difference is, is that Larry David would go deeper into it and try to find a guy and, and then go back to the guy that asked him the question and prove that that guy was lying to him. I think right. you guys have done that. Yes. Yeah, we have done that. Right. I mean, you've oh. been all over this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, Jerry, a couple of... Uh... Yeah, a couple of things brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official <laughs> state lottery games on your phone. Uh, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. We know this by now. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Nightcap podcast, which is always interesting, is we're going through different football things. The guys get into an interesting conversation, Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco, where they basically say lingerie, thing of the past. At least they in. No, that's not this one. Hey, you scroll Twitter, everybody got damn naked. Yeah! You go to the gym now, Ocho, all the women got them rim shorts on. They say, man, oh, what yeah. you mean by rim shorts? The rim of their ass out. <laughs> everybody got them on. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, yeah, whatever you float you I, mean, I ain't arguing. I ain't arguing. Yeah. I, I, I ain't looking either. I ain't looking either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys <laughs> they laugh for like 10 seconds <laughs> so they're having a blast yes remove your <laughs> ass out <laughs> um what else there was a press guy i thought this was weird this was in vegas with antonio pierce the uh the press conference very interesting to get the participation he got from the media i believe at least i am got a great house here patrick graham good to see you man um, but we always end all our victories a certain way in the locker room. So we got a packed house here. We're going to see how everybody's vocal cords work. So stay with me. You ready? Raiders! Did you imagine Samini doing that? No. See, that's what we're talking about. 
There's no way. Just be a middle finger up in the air. <laughs> well, get the hell out of here. I don't know if there would be that, but uh, it certainly would not be the same. That's for sure. You've got the Knicks playing the Nuggets tonight. Big game for New York. They've won four in a row. The Nuggets, the defending champions. They're 31 and 14. Michael Malone, uh, nothing about this game is going to come easy. We know New York's going to be a tough challenge. The last game of a road trip, guys are tired, they miss home, so we got to find a way to be mentally tough and concentrate on the task at hand, and that's going in and winning a game in the world's most famous arena. Madison Square Garden, which will be tonight. The Nets take on the T-Wolves tonight. We'll have that for you on the fan at 720. Suns beat the Mavericks uh, 132-109. No Kyrie Irving in that game. Devin Booker had 46 points. Bucks beat the Cavs 126-116. Here was Giannis after the game says, don't talk to me about who the coach should be, essentially saying that's not my job. Personally, I don't want to be involved in that. I don't like that. Uh, you know, have I been in a position to be asked, what do you think about that or what do you think about this? Yeah, many times. Uh, but I was not involved in the, you know, hiring of Coach Griff. Or firing, for that matter, Boo. as well. Yes. Poo, 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 poo. Boo. Uh, what else? Uh, John Minko last night. St. John's at Madison Square Garden. Now, they lost a few in a row while they put the clamps on that losing streak. Tonight was just about no. the emotion. Yeah. Dingle with the logo. Soriano comes out high. Guard one-on-one -on -one by Dixon. Underhand pass the curl. There we go. Soriano free. And a two-hand jam. Danis Dixon to Joel Soriano. And St. John's back up by 10, 38-28. And they would win by 20. John, easy. John Minko with BT. They're sneaking in on St. John's radio. Uh, they win 70-50. to 50. Soriano at 21. Here he was on Fox Sports. Rick Pitino, amazing. It's an unbelievable feeling, man. He's one of the... He is the best coach that ever coached a game, in my opinion. Um, he pushes me and uh, makes me be strong for greatness every game, man. So I give a lot of credit to him. Yes, and uh, he has played well. Jordan Dingle had 12. They are 13-7. and seven. Seton Hall lost a problem. So they swept coming over this year? They did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Uh, Maryland wow. did have a big road win at Iowa, 69-67. You got the Islanders in Montreal, the Devils at Carolina, and get back to your calls now on Well, yeah, Mary I think Abraham. <laughs> There's a, a bunch of calls, very interesting ones, so we'll take a break yep. and have more time on the other side with it. We've got a Wikipedia Larry Abraham call, we've got a Barbie <laughs> call, and we've got a Coach Cower Furries call. So a we Barbie will, call? Yeah, yes. we got a Barbie call. Yes, we yeah, did. It was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, it was. I think was I know it? what she's or talking about, though. Bar the, Margot Robbie was Margot not Robbie was nominated, okay. but yet, and Norwood was the uh, director but yet Ryan Gosling was, so that was a, it's a controversy she wants to ask us about. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Talked about a lot today, and we have some very interesting calls I want to get to. Guy called up, said, Boomer, you remember my dad? He played with you at Maryland 1981, fullback Larry Abraham. Boomer goes, I don't remember the guy. I'm sorry. The, the, the caller, Drew from Long Island, seemed devastated. We've been trying to look up ever since that this Larry Abraham exists. We have not found any sort of proof that he does. And then Jerry walked in here and Googled Larry Abraham, Maryland football fullback, pops right up on Wikipedia. He goes, right here, first thing that I see. And then we figure out that someone <laughs> went into Wikipedia and edited that about uh, a half hour ago. And that person has called in. That is Casey in Manhattan. Casey, you dirty dog. <laughs> I got you, fellas. I got you. All right, hold on. You got me for a second, but I did say, wait, did someone go in? This is Wikipedia. So you got us for like a couple of minutes. I will give you a ton of credit, though. That was hilarious. 
watching Jerry thinking he cracked the code <laughs> with that smug look on his face, it, that felt good. But is there anything more pullback than the all-American quarterback not remembering you? I just, I just feel for Larry, feel for Drew. <laughs> it's just not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Casey, great job. Right. You contributed to. And the by the way, today. I went, I went into the editing section of Wikipedia and found that it was that it was uh, edited at like eight fifteen or eight nineteen, whatever it was. Oh man, so good, just so good. I mean, the fact that Jerry came in and Casey's right. The fact that Jerry came it's in, like here, I found it. Like, hey, what are you guys idiots? And I was like, we know how to Google. We Googled this. I even put in Lawrence, <laughs> and then he's like, no, it's right here. First thing that comes up. <laughs> like I get it now. I know why. Yes. Good job, Casey. Uh, let's go to Chris, who's in Brooklyn. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Boomer and GFL. How you doing, fellas? Good morning. Good. What's, What's happening, Chris? Hey, 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 good morning. So, with the chalk talk, you know, G, and I know you were saying that you were down in Pittsburgh. You used to see furries. Boomer, you know, I'm always trying to help you out. I think that would be a good question for Coach Cower. Uh, you know, any any experiences with the Furries with this time in Pittsburgh? You know, I think it's just, it's just a response of the uh, top notch. You know, just trying to help you out for later tonight, Boomer. Have a good day. Coach. All right, Chris, thanks. You know, maybe he was a furry. You never know. <laughs> no, Bobby Brister dated one for like six or seven days. <laughs> Down there. <laughs> Downtown. So I walk by, go see uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Downtown. Bubby Brister and a wolf slamming a steak. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, let's go to Nancy in Saddle River. Hello, Nancy. Hi, guys. It's been a while since I've called in, so I wanted to call in and get your perspective about Barbie. Um, as you were saying, Boomer, Margot Robbie did not get nominated as Best Actress and either the, the director. Meanwhile, the movie made billions of dollars, and the whole point of the movie is about women rights and, you know, all about girl power, and it was an amazing movie. And then what do they do? They nominate Ken. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like, you know, he's the minority. You know, I was discussing this this morning with my husband Jim and William, my son, and they're like, yeah, it's ridiculous. They nominate Ken. And it just loses the whole premise and the importance of the movie. What do you guys think? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I can understand why people see it that way. I don't think that there was some sort of male dominance in the Oscar nomination room from the Academy that led to this. Uh, I do think, though, if the movie was good enough to be nominated for Best Picture and Greta Gerwig didn't get a nomination for Director, I think that probably was was the wrong thing. But I, um, the Oscars are also very sensitive to this type of criticism because they've gotten in the past with other uh, races not being nominated and then they've tried to, to make it up and overcompensate in years past. So I'm sure next year is going to be like the all-woman Oscars because they'll overcompensate. But... But I know Ryan Gosling came out and said that this was wrong. Um, but it's hard for me to say that like years and years of male chauvinistic dominated Hollywood led to this decision. I think people just want, you know, if the movie was good and it got the point across, that's what Greta Gerwig should care about. Not what a bunch of people sitting around a table were doing, filling out ballots. Yeah, I, I, I saw Nancy's uh, call there. I, you know, I didn't see the movie, so I don't know. I mean... I, I did see what Oliver Stone said about Ryan Gosling doing that movie. So he's wasting his time. <laughs> uh, but he got an Oscar for it, I guess, or an Oscar nomination for it. 
But and I guess Ryan Gosling's upset that somebody else didn't get an Oscar nominee. You know, I raised my daughter and I gave her all the empowerment she needed. I didn't need yeah. a movie telling my daughter that she could go and be empowered. And the same thing for my granddaughters too. Believe me, they'll have every opportunity to be whoever they want to be. Yeah. So if you if you want to complain and you think a movie should be telling everybody what they should be doing, I, I don't give a crap. Well, the movie could still. It's the Oscars didn't uh, nominate. It's, it's not like anybody really is paying attention to I mean, that. It's, it's probably look again. I, I all I can tell you. I've read about the movie. The movie is not what you think it is. Yeah, it's it's a satirical right. sort of take so on it's, society. It's not what you think it is. And, you know, people want to be victims, be a victim. I mean, all I know is that I have my own daughter. I have my granddaughters. They will be empowered, and they are empowered. I'm going to tell you right now, the one Oscar snub, and Al, I'm going to need you for this, the one Oscar snub <clears throat> that really bothered me. Yes. So Dua Lipa wrote a song for Barbie. Two other songs, two other songs that suck got nominated for best song, and hers did not. And, and you, you're biased. And hers, no. You're, you're totally hop, biased. Hop, hop, hop. This is why I needed Al for this. I'm going to play, so I'm going to play you these songs. Oh, God. The beginning of these songs, you tell me which one is the one that gets you going, all right? So first one, do What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish, all right? Just right? Let's just... Just listen to this. Bear with me here, right? You're a musical guy. You like music. You I like love music, music, and I love music. But I, did I tell you about the World War II documentary that I was watching? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. And I listened to okay, you. Okay, okay. All right. So let's let's listen to this. Jesus. Is this something you continue to listen? <laughs> this is what Drew is listening to right, right. now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right. Well, this comes on the radio. And Bang. This is empower- what is this doing? Is no, this no. empowering women? Or what is this? All right. So, here, chill out for a second. We're talking? moving on to something else. All right. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. You're, all right. you're, you're in a lather here. All right. All right. So, God, all right. Next one. I'm Just Ken, I think, is the song. All right. Listen to this. By Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. Oh, God. Right. Okay. This is like watching Kirk Cousins in his uh, in his high school play. Okay. All right. Okay. I, you're with me, right? Yeah, I, yeah, right. I guess so. And here's Dance the Night. Dance the Night with Dua Lipa. Let me hear it. Michael. Am I right or am I right? That sounds empowering to me, yes. Damn right. If that's what you're looking for. I mean, mean, at the end of the day, that also sounds like every other freaking song. No, it's not. It does not. I just told you. It's the same same sound as everything else. No, it's not. They just played it. Except for her. 
Tojo all the song. Yeah, but I'm just saying the same, same sound as everybody else. Stop it. Give me a break. Taylor Swift doesn't sound like that. She's got those uh, wispy, weird-ass songs, love songs. This gets you moving. This is the stuff that same like disco feel that you were dancing but to why, in the 80s why, and the but, 70s. But why do they uh, nominate a particular song? What is the what is the particular impact of a song in a movie, right? Yeah, this one makes people happy. Unlike the other ones. Who are like, <laughs> There's more see, emotion to it. There's more emotion. See, that's it. why, but that's why I'm a, a Dua Lipa fan. She gets the, the songs are fun and upbeat. Not, <laughs> Don't go to another call. No, no, wait a minute. This well, is very, I, well, it's very important. Very, I, well, I, I, understand, I understand what you're saying. Yes. I understand. And I know you love Dua Lipa. Yeah, yeah. So I think you are biased. Do you admit, do you admit there's any sort of bias there? Okay. But I told I, you, I told you, listen to these three songs yeah, they, and yeah, be honest with me. And you could, you mm. knew that that was the best of the three songs and you still couldn't admit it because you don't want me to be right about it. No, there's by far the best All song. Right, thank you. All but right. I don't think any, either one of those songs are Oscar worthy. Well, what's Oscar worthy? Who am I to decide whether it's Oscar worthy or not? But a song is supposed to like, you know. Well, there's different kinds of songs. Mm. Some songs are meant to be sad. Some are meant to be a feat. Yeah, I get it. But still. And any song sung by an actor who's not a singer, that should be out. That it's was. like Kirk Cousins doing his high school play. He was That's actually what it felt like. better than, than even Ryan Gosling. And that won, I think. I think like the, that, that, not the Oscar, but that I'm just Ken won an award. Let me ask you a question. If you are Ryan Gosling, are you uh, like embarrassed to accept the award for being Ken? Is, is that is that a thing? And imagine you have one song. That's and like winning the Oscar. lady. Bing yeah, tro- that's like winning the lady Bing Trophy in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We have been all over the place. Of course, the Jim Harbaugh news last night was the biggest thing in sports. And where Bill Belichick goes, if anywhere, is the next biggest thing as we get you ready for championship weekend. We'll have a big championship feel-good football Friday coming up tomorrow. We'll make our final picks before. I mean, we have three more picks to go, and we'll see who's in the Super Bowl. And we'll be heading out to Vegas just, uh, I mean, it's soon now, man. It felt like so far away for the longest time, and we are knocking on that door. You will be out in Baltimore on Sunday for the championship game, and then we head to Vegas a week after that. Now, I've never, ever seen this call come up on the board. Generally, someone will say, hey, I'm in Sayville. What do I do? I'm in East Islip. What do I do? Uh, I'm in Pittsburgh. What do I do? This guy, Jimmy in Bayport, which is right next to Sayville, is in Vegas, and he's asking, what do I do? Go to Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) Come on! Jimmy, there's so much to do. What's up, man? Good morning. Hey, what's up, boys? How you doing? Just looking for some advice from you guys. I'm 60 years old, and this is my first time here. There's hotels everywhere, but they're all the same. Wait, you've never been to Vegas. You're 60 years old. You've never been to Vegas. You've probably been thinking about it your entire life, and you plan this trip, and you have no idea what you're doing? Well, I planned it mostly to see you, too. I'm going there on Friday. Oh, okay. So here I am on a Thursday morning at 6 o'clock here. And we're probably going to go down to Old Vegas because everybody said that's something you have to see. Oh, over there on Free- there. Fremont Avenue? Yep. Yeah. You got I, it. So I, so I stayed there at Circa 
uh, in June, and it was awesome. That's on um, Fremont Avenue, and it's uh, really, really cool. That hotel is great. That's the best sports book out there for sure. And in the summertime, they got Stadium Swim. I think the pools are heated now, but still, you probably don't want to go out there. But the sports book is great. So I, I would, uh, is it Tremont Avenue or Fremont Avenue? What, what, what hotel are you staying in there, Jimmy? Well, I'm at the Marriott, uh, the Chateau, Marriott Chateau, because I'm a Marriott member. So we're hanging here. Uh, my brother's here as well. So, uh, we're Chateau. coming back home on Saturday, and boom, I just wanted to let you know, my wife went to school with you, my, my brother-in-law played football with you, we saw you guys at the uh, show a couple of weeks ago, you swung my wife around when she mentioned Sal Champion's name. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, Alright, so, uh, do you play golf, Jimmy? I, I do, but my wife don't play hey, golf. Hey, by the way, what no, is the weather out there with your brother? Hold on, what is the weather out there like right now? It's uh, cool. It's been overcast. They had about three days of rain, um, but they are starting to gear up for the for the uh, Super Bowl. So, like, if you look at the extended forecast, and by the way, I, I mean, Jimmy, you like the, you like the gamble, you like to play golf. There's a oh, million yeah. things you gambling. could do. I was, look, I was gambling yesterday. I can't spend the entire day and night gambling. So, I was just looking. There's something to fill the... the well, you're either gambling, golfing, air. shopping. Uh, does your wife yeah, like strip fun. clubs? <laughs> I don't think so. She no, okay. Then then you got to... Then, then, then what about the sphere? What about a show? What about, you know, really nice that, restaurant? Boom that's, boom, that's where we're going Friday. That was the main purpose of me coming. I got tickets to see you two on Friday. Great. Hey, uh, Al, can you yeah. put Stephen Waldron up? Stephen Waldron will give you plenty of things to do. <laughs> Stephen Waldron of CBS Sports has been trying to get us to do uh, silly things. Uh, Stephen, do you have any suggestions here for Jimmy in Bayport? Oh, wait. Hold I on. highly recommend Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. All right, yeah. you go to Cirque du Soleil. Anything else there, Stephen? Uh, David Blaine, Blue Man Group. <laughs> I'm going to try the Cirque du Soleil. Oh, all right. There you go. All yes. right. All right. Let us know how it is. <laughs> I'll give you a review next week when I come back home. All right, perfect. all right, Jimmy. Yeah, thanks, man. Have a great, have a great trip. All right, thanks, Stephen. And thanks, he's Jimmy. To, he's going to see you two at the Sphere. That's 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 enough right thing there, right there. Yeah, it's enough right there. Just spend the rest of time eating, drinking, and put some money yeah, on the something like responsibly. You said, like the, the sports books out there are incredible. All, all all the places are. Yeah. The the restaurants and all the hotels are top shelf, man. Yeah. You, you go out there, you drink, you eat, you sleep. We'll be playing some golf. Yeah, that's the. So the I'm looking at the weather. The extended forecast for Vegas. So Monday, the 5th, uh, cloudy with occasional showers, rain 50%, 51 degrees the high. Yeah, I'm not playing that day. Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday would be the days that I could probably both, play. Both 52, partly cloudy, high 52, low wind, 5 to 10. Right, and where we're playing is how high up? Uh, It's up there. It's going to be a little bit cooler. I didn't think about that. Yeah, of course you didn't. Uh, maybe it's not s- as high as I think. We're going to have to wear our ski clothes to go play golf. No, be fine. Uh, it is 3,500 feet. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it would be cooler. Hopefully, we'll have to check when you call where we're going. So I just talked to the guy. I love when you do this to me. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like well, I had a lobotomy. Yes, but I, you know me. Right? No loose ends. I, no loose ends. Yeah. Do I got everything handled on my end? And you'll yeah. be getting an email with all the information. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teresa, Middle Island. Teresa, what's happening? Hi, how are you? Great. Uh, good. Um, it's 
I have COVID or oh. something or a cold. It's uh, so it sounds funny. But I, what I want to say is hello to you and Gio, and I think you guys are fantastic. And <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, I want to say that Gio yeah. did a great job dancing, and that's a song that should have won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Teresa. See, yes, Teresa knows. <laughs> You're welcome. That is something that catches you. To one, I'd like, wow, this is good. I know it does sound like other songs, but that one was good. Yeah, it was really yes. good. See, that's but what it I'm does saying. sound like other pop songs. And I was, I was telling Gio, I said, look, I thought I don't, I like pop music. I love Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Katy Perry's great. She made me feel good when I was listening to her music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. That's, that, that's what <laughs> I'm that's looking for, That's kind of how you Teresa. feel about Dua Lipa. I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I and, and thank you, Teresa, mm -hmm. uh, for the kind words and feel better. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I'm looking for for some of these songs, too. It's like I don't need sad stuff all the time. I get no. enough sad get, stuff. Uh, I hate that crap. You know? Right. Like, lift me up a little bit, for God's sake. I got about, because uh, I ride with a uh, one of these boom uh, speakers when I ride my bike. Yeah. And I got I got about ten song lists that are just all that. And by the way, just to keep me going, you're very exactly, and you were very famously a Madonna fan when she first hit one hundred percent the um, the airwaves. Yes. And you were on top of that, and that was like the height of you know great pop music in that time. Uh, let's now she to, shows up late for concerts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sue the crap out of her. Terrible. Uh, Mike at Rockville Center. What's going on, Mike? What's up, fellas? How you doing? All Good, right, Mikey. Man. What's going on, brother? Hats off to you. You can't lie to this guy. He's got a call and expect that you might not know him. But this call is for Gia. Yeah, yeah. So I listen to you guys every day, four hours a day. Love you guys. So I do not follow Dua Lipa. I don't follow her on social media or anything. Yeah. My social media feed is flooded with Dua Lipa stuff. <laughs> every time I go on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, Dua Lipa fan page, Dua Lipa this, all because of you, Gio, that you guys talked about her. All day, all time. <laughs> that is awesome, man. Well, listen, you could have a, I, I could be talking about Roseanne Barr, and that would be worse, right? She'd be showing up in your feed everywhere. Uh, Kathy Bates. So at least you've got, uh, at least you got her in there, and that's what happens. You know, if you're listening to us, people say it, people mention it, and it ends up in your algorithm. You know, it could be worse things that could end up there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're about to say something else, and you stop. No, no, no. I'm not going to say anything else. All right. I'm good. You're good. Yes. Very good. Uh, George in Louisiana. What's going on, George? Hey, man. What's happening? What's up, George? Look, Gio. Yeah. I've been listening to you guys all morning. That, that, the Wikipedia thing, that, that's one of the funniest deals uh, I've, I've seen. But the reason I called is I, I can tell that you're all laid up with, with golf, and yeah. I think it's a, it's a great game. I played in college, and um, I don't play much anymore. But, you know, you, you've got a new golf, you know, you got a new golf coach, and it's kind of like anything else you're going to do, they're, they're going to change things. So what I'm trying to explain is it's all about the fundamentals. It's about your grip, your stance, your alignment, right? It's, it's not any more complicated than that. And so do you interlock or overlap? Well, I, I overlapped up until yesterday. This and is I'm, the grip on the golf I'm, club you're talking and about. I'm try, and I'm trying to interlock now to see yes. how it works. Yeah, so I interlock. I've never tried overlapping. Tiger Woods interlocks. Jack Nicklaus interlocks. 
I think that's where you need to be. And I'm sure that the guy basically told you the little V in between your pointer finger and your thumb, yep. the, the V's need to point to each shoulder. That's as complicated as it needs to get. Yep. And then as far as anything else, the, the videos that you guys show on TV, I mean, I, I'm assuming that you are turning a little bit better. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's what I, <clears throat> trust me, man. I know. I, I And I saw that, and my feet are totally flat, and I'm much better with that. So, yes, I have made improvements. We're, we're about, we're about uh, I would say, a year removed from that and about a 1,000 golf holes removed from that. <laughs> what you've seen on TV. Yep. Okay. Well, that, well, that's good, and that that's that's great. The, the thing about it is, is it sounds like you hit a lot of golf balls. It sounds like you practice a lot, but you've got to practice with purpose. You you can't just be a top golfer, right? It's just not about hitting shots. It's about learning to play golf. Anybody can sit up there and just hit, you know, a hundred seven irons or a hundred wedges or whatever it might be. But you've got to visualize each shot. When you're practicing, it's per, it's practice with purpose that's going to make you get better. And you know, I don't know what your handicap is now, but mental. You know, what kind of putter? What, what is it? Mental. I said that's that's my handicap. No, I no. Listen, George, I, I appreciate you, man, and and everything that you can. Uh, everything that you've said and it's kind of stinks that you're a college golfer and you don't play anymore because that means you probably were great so no i i I get it i understand what you're saying um and i'm not trying to make it more complicated i'm just trying to get better and take in all the information i can that 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 is all uh seth out in california what's going on seth hey guys good morning good morning uh i had a question for boomer uh what was that world war ii documentary you were talking about earlier it is called greatest events of world war ii in color all right, cool. I'll have to look into that. And uh, also, Gio, yeah. uh, you brought. I heard you last week talk about the Chowchilla documentary. Yeah. And I'm from that area. I'm from Bakersfield, about two hours south of Chowchilla. So that was, you know, interesting to, to see because I actually sat down and watched it. And it was a story I kind of knew. But to see that, you know, documentary and hear you talk about it, that was great. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, really intense, obviously, and then to hear the stories of how people sort of went through their lives and they hung on to it because of the childhood trauma that they had was was really incredible and sad. But so you did know about it. You weren't. Were you alive when this happened? No, no? that was no, that was before my time. Okay, so but you had heard about it growing up in that area that it had happened. So yeah, I mean, that was. uh, I mean, chilling, absolutely chilling story. And and then the guys who did it and the reasons for doing it, just um, just sick, just absolutely sick. But I, I do, thanks, Seth, I do highly recommend watching it because it's fascinating. There's a lot of multi-dimensional things that you can get into there. And obviously, I, I started watching the World War II. I had to stop because I had to put on Bluey instead of it a couple of times. Um, you know. Yes, I mean, I, I did, to me, it was riveting. It's gripping, and it kind of gives you a really big picture perspective of everything that was going on and things that you know i didn't know that were going on and also things that did happen that are very close to happening today again Mm. that's the thing that's kind of like that's what i took away from it if you're not paying attention to things that are happening around the world man things can get out of out of control pretty quickly All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Of course, even though I was out there playing the place that we're going to play in Vegas, and I told you about the altitude and my uh, 
adjustment to the altitude. I wasn't thinking that it would be colder up there. Much colder. Not much colder, but uh, yeah, we got highs in the uh, mid 40s for oh, these days. <clears throat> Oof. Yeah, we're not playing. That's cold. That's cold, dude. Because it's going to be breezy what's, too. What's the elevation? It's, not, it's actually no. It's it's thirty five hundred. It's 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 not breezy. The the um the wind is essentially nothing. Even at that elevation, yeah. That, I mean, that's what it's saying here. You know, it sucks. You see the weather next week in Vegas when we're not there. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> see, I mean, it's, 68, 70, yeah, 66. yeah. That's next week, yeah, I'm going. Oh, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, we'll I'll have some fun when we're out there. It's Gee, what's be the cold. elevation now? Uh, I said thirty five hundred three three times. <laughs> yes, thirty five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. At this, it, not where you will be, but where we will be. No, and, we'll be thirty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, thirty five. Eddie's a mountain man. Yeah, he is a mountain man. Um. So Eddie, what uh, do we do? Do we go somewhere else where it's flatter, <laughs> where we're lower? No, I want to go to this place because I haven't seen it. Where Gio's talking about? I haven't seen it. I'd what? like to go. Wednesday's high of forty-seven. The high? Where oh, oh, let's wait a minute. Like this is the, he's looking at long-range fog. Yeah, temperatures forecasts. are usually pretty good, though. Yeah, that's the one thing they do have a pretty good beat on. Tuesday, forty-six and cloudy. As when, the high temperatures? Yeah. Well, yes. Oh. Where the course is. Uh, Thursday, forty-nine. Intervals of clouds and sunshine. That sucks too. <laughs> hey. You know me, I'm sick in the head. I'll be out there. Actually, Monday, there's a there's some snow in the forecast. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Monday, rain and snow showers in the morning, changing to rain showers in the afternoon. Chance of rain, 60%. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Can't wait, as they say. Yeah. It, you know what, well, what? So that's where that place is. Right. Is where we're going to be better? Has to be, right? A little warmer? A little warmer, yeah. Like in the... In the fifties, but I have no connections to those places. You know what I'm saying? So I can't help with. No, that. I understand. Like the course that it, the like the wind course where we're staying, we'd probably have to pay Las Vegas Municipal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of places out there you could, but yes, we'll see. I don't know. Listen, we're humping the clubs out there. We're playing. Do I just don't know. I mean, I'll play in 46. I don't care. I was thinking about playing at 46 on Saturday here. so Yeah, I'm, no, I understand. I'm I got a, it. You're right. That's a dry 46. Right. <laughs> Cold. Cold. <laughs> a dry 46? Your nipples are going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice and clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry. I bet snow on Monday. Yeah, I that know. That sounds terrible. Uh, we're probably we're going not going to get away from snow. <sighs> Yeah, but it'll be in the morning, so we, while we're on the How air. far out of town? You're talking 50 miles or not that far? Uh, look that far out of town. Look at that. You, you can see the strip from the 10th tee box out in the distance. Well, it's got to be a cool photo. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got a couple of them. I'll show you. But, yeah, it's... That's a cool photo. That's actually not... That, that's not it. But, no, that's but not that's it. But that's the course. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. That's the course. Yeah, yeah, it is. But that it's not that close. <laughs> I'm telling okay. you. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a... It's not that close. But I'll show you. You can see the exact picture. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's Brought going to on, you man? by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. What's going on? I, you know what? Not a whole lot, to be quite honest. None of our local teams played last night. The Chargers are hiring 
uh, Jim Harbaugh as their new head coach. Here was Lamar Jackson as he is getting ready. Chiefs-Ravens AFC title game. We'll have it on the fan. It'll be on CBS at 3 p.m. Uh, on Sunday. Is it Saturday? Sunday. Here was Jackson having to take advantage of this opportunity in front of them. The Ravens have been great all season, but they're staring at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. We can't overshadow what's in front of us right now. Not at all. You know, those guys are uh, the former, former Super Bowl champions. And to be a champion, you got to go through a champion, you know, so that, that's pretty much the mindset. What'd your guy Ric Flair say? To be the best, you got to beat the best? Woo! Be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, right now, the Chiefs are the man. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, Travis Kelsey is part of that. Played this earlier as he's trying to clear up the whole heart thing that he was doing when he scored the touchdown. It was not for Taylor Swift. Yes, it was. He's, I'm telling you what he said on his New Heights podcast. Had to spread the love, baby. You always got to spread that love, baby. There we go. There we go. There was a lot of hate pulling up to that stadium, man. A lot of understand, understand. Yeah, I mean, it's a football game. It's, it's, it's a football game. The Bills yeah. coming into their house. They want to make it rowdy. Did it get a little disrespectful? 1,000%. And he said it was disrespectful towards the families and for Patrick Mahomes. So he was just trying to, I don't know if he's trolling them, but trying to spread the love, as he did say. Uh, you also have, of course, Sunday, the NFC Championship game, and that'll be played between the 49ers and the Lions. We played last hour or two hours ago, Kyle Shanahan talking about Debo Samuel feeling better and obviously a very important person to be on the field for one Brock Purdy. He's probably the best playmaker in this league. You know, you get the ball in his hands, he can do whatever he wants um makes guys miss breaks tackles he's strong he's tough he's got grit and we all feed off it so um Debo definitely gives us some juice and energy and momentum on our offense and I mean if he's not playing obviously that's tough on us and whether he's healthy or not yeah. he'll play it sounds like but certainly a sore shoulder you, Do you hear think. the one question that the, uh, Brock Purdy was asked do you think Debo's gonna quit in the championship game like you did last year <laughs> no, it's not, yeah. didn't ask him you know you guys are unbelievable <laughs> I mean I, you just yeah. non non-stop with that <laughs> <laughs> he actually goes back out there because Jimmy. Well, who was it? Jimmy Garoppolo going for him and get yeah, hurt? He was no. throwing the ball underhand, right? No, who went in there? Who it went was in Josh there? Johnson. Jo- oh, that's right, Josh Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. The hell, do you remember the Josh Johnson? I just remember it. I actually thought you were asking a serious question there. (laughs) Uh, Here was Jared Goff. So maybe the Lions being a little disrespected as he was asked about not exactly having a star-laden team. You guys got a lot of really good players, obviously, but maybe not viewed. What's that? Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Maybe not viewed, though, as the superstars like maybe the 49ers have or other people have. (laughs) Not right now, but if they win this game, maybe we'll start thinking of it. You know know why they're disrespected? Because the Lions as a franchise have lost. 11 straight road playoff games. That goes all the way back to... How about that? Right, but he, I mean, he hasn't, and this team hasn't. The last time, let me see, last road playoff win... 1957. 1957. Against the Niners. (laughs) That's a long time ago. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Yeah. I saw that same thing. I saw it. I was on it. I actually think it was Al's, it was an Al's show sheet. He was all over that crap. Oh, yeah. I got pro football talk. Oh, football talk. Yeah. And pro then football there's... talk's got Colin Kaepernick starting for the Chargers now, too. <laughs> See that? <laughs> I did not. No, uh, Mike Florio's got this obsession with uh, Colin Kaepernick, and it sounds like, you know, is Jim Harbaugh going to bring him in as a coach? But What? <laughs> yes, that was the question that Has he Has he been coaching anywhere? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, okay. I don't know what he's doing now. Does anybody know what he's doing? No. I haven't. I, I haven't heard from him in... We haven't heard from him, I should say, in at least a couple years, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. 
And what are you doing? That seems to be not exactly the way it was phrased, but that's what Nick Sirianni was asked yesterday now that he's going to have two new coordinators going forward. The offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role going to be? The head coach. I don't know why I find that so funny. What a stupid question. Uh, here's Howie Roseman. Um, we believe in Nick as they are bringing him back. And you listen to this, you can certainly understand uh, why that would be. I think the important thing for us to look at is before the stretch, which was a you know difficult stretch. You know, not diminishing the one and six stretch at the end. We're twenty six and five over the last thirty one games. Understandably so. Now, would you play that game there? Would you fight this voice? Oh, would you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'd, I'd steal cage match that voice. <laughs> I figured that was right up your alley. Uh, what else? NBA tonight. The Knicks take on the Nuggets. The Knicks have played very good basketball of late, as we know. We heard from Michael Malone last hour. Here's Tom Thibodeau. His team's getting better and better at really gutting out wins. Finding a way to win when you're not playing at your best is huge, and that's the bottom line, is, is just find ways to win. And I think our team is doing that. And they have to the tune of four straight wins. They can make it five. They can move 11 games over 500 with a win tonight over the defending champion Nuggets. You've got the Nets and the T-Wolves coming up tonight. The Nets have been awful of late, as we know. We'll have it for you on the fan at 720. Elsewhere in the NBA, the Bucks beat the Cavaliers 126-116. Joe Prunty was the team that coached the team as they wait for uh, Doc Rivers, apparently. Giannis had 35-18-10. We've heard from him all morning. He's basically saying, leave me alone. I'm a player. I don't make these decisions. Well, here was John Horst, who did make the decision to move on from Adrian Griffin uh, in terms of having to make that move. This was obviously a difficult decision. Um, Adrian is a great person. Brought a lot to the franchise. We're thankful for that, and I'm thankful for the time that we had with him. Um, but we also believe that we had an opportunity now uh, with a special group, the talent on this team, uh, the dynamic of the team has changed. The team itself had changed from when we hired him, and we felt like we had an opportunity to improve and to get better. That's a weird statement, isn't you it? Know, no, it's amazing when you see all the NBA coaches sitting on the bench area. Like, there's not enough room for all the coaches they have. <laughs> I thought the well, same thing. When they they did. Because they put the fans now next yeah. to the scorer's table before the coaches. Well, they and got then they, too many coaches. Well, they need all those coaches. Well, that's, not, that's another thing. Yeah. There are a lot of coaches. <laughs> but it's that's also the, a lot of these coaches are also like former players and they're huge. Look they're they're big guys. In there. They are <laughs> I know. <those> guys. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. That is pretty funny. One guy there. The other thing I noticed, like if you look at that group of coaches, how many are bald? There's uh, a lot of bald men. Yeah. Like in the NBA. Well, this is the golden age of the bald guy because everybody's shaving and having the shiny head. We're One, back in the day. Two. Oh. Yeah, good. Nice, nice job, Steven. <laughs> I, th- I think they had like seven guys. Let's see. One, two, lake. three, four, five, six, seven. Right? Seven, seven out of eight or eight. Probably 12. Eight. Probably 12 guys on the staff. Yeah. More bald than guys with hair, Al. Yeah, around here, a lot a lot of bald guys, too. The entire midday show, yes. me, Tiki, mm-hmm. others. Billy Jockalone. That's right. Who's got tattooed hair? He Pete Bellotti. Pete Bellotti oh, yeah. is right. Bilotti, yeah. Pete used to stick with the the hair there for a while. and, and Like riot. the Tom Thibodeau? Yeah, it was, it was rough, and I, I told him, we got to do something about this, Pete. And uh, he did. When I was, he was with Gio and Jones, there was a Sports Illustrated model came in, Sarah Sampaio. 
and I, I said, what if she shaved your head? And he's like, I'd do it then. And she did. She grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> Took it right off. And that yeah. was it. One's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. And yeah, it's not grown it back since. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think once you get used to it, you get used to it. Yeah, now he's yeah. Now it looks great. Exactly. Uh, St. John's pretty great last night, and the Mink Man certainly enjoyed it. Dingle slide pass down mid post. Soriano puts it up and good. He was fouled and a chance for a three point play. Joel Soriano on a big time roll offensively. He has eighteen and a chance for another at the free throw line. And they would win by twenty points. St. John's Radio Minko with the call. Hockey Hall. <laughs> Joel Soriano had 21 as they stop a three-game losing streak. Well, they beat Villanova last night. Providence over Seton Hall, 67-63. The Islanders in Montreal, so Patrick Waugh makes his return, and the Devils skating at Carolina. I got a couple here, so I'm going to play Moments of the Day. Brought to you by, of course, Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> I've got what they call a moment of the day and an awkward moment of the day. So first, we'll start with the moment of the day leading into the awkward moment of the day. And this was uh, an update on Boomer and Geo going on the Drew Barrymore show while in Vegas. Fair to say, issues. And then that whole invite thing. Is that like a real thing? Who's following up with that? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm talking with her people. We've got a day and all that fun stuff. Yeah, what day is that? It's on. A, it's that Wednesday. Uh, what time? 8.30? Uh, be closer to noonish. <laughs> Sometime between 8.30 and noon. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. I checked with Boomer's people. Uh, his schedule seems to be open that day. Oh, no, it's not. Wait a second. I was told 8.30 to 9.30. Oh, no, no, no. Said Originally, it was like 8.30 to 12.30s when they, when they have tapings. But they said See, probably more. I can read you the email. <laughs> the latest email says, thanks so much, Al. It's going to be between 10 and 12. <clears throat> so no, it's not. Is that no good for you guys? <laughs> Don't be, uh, you know, double booking us. Maybe Eddie and I will go over and do the show. Just a minute on atheism, Drew. Just a quick little read from Richard Dawkins' God Illusion. Just a couple of pages. Uh, so that's the moment that I enjoyed quite a bit. Then well, there's the there's a subtle thing about that. Yes, you can hear you in, in the, the back, newsroom. Is that true? When <laughs> you can hear when you say noon, you go ah. Oh! <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen back to the beginning of that, what, and you can hear your your reaction through Al's mic in the newsroom in the beginning. Yeah, and then that whole invite thing is that like a real thing? Who's following up with that? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm talking with her people. We've got a day and all that fun stuff. Yeah, what day is that? It's on a. It's that Wednesday. Uh, what time? Eight thirty. Uh, be closer to noonish. I did. Yes. Here you go. Oh! <laughs> That's because great. I knew there was no chance. <laughs> That's great. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, then we got the awkward moment of the day. This is when listener Drew, not Drew Barrymore, called in to ask Boomer a question. Drew on Long Island. What's going on, Drew? Good morning, guys. Yeah, yeah we're here, Drew. What's, What's happening, Drew? A little bit louder. Uh, quick question. I'm going to make this quick because I was hoping not to be that, that a-hole on the train that's speaking while everyone's uh, trying to rest. But quick question for you, Boomer. 1981, my father, Larry Abrahams, who's a fullback, played with you. Fortunately, he's not with us anymore. Happen to remember him? Because 
No. Larry a Abraham. Like, so 1981, I was there. I was my third year. Did, what year of, uh, of, of was it for him? Was he a senior? No, he was a freshman, but he he, he started apparently. I, I can't. What was who? I know you've had a lot of teammates over the years. <clears throat> I'm trying. I don't. I got to be honest. I don't remember. I lost you there. Yeah, I've, I've, I said I'm sorry. I don't remember. Oh no, it's all right. I was just hoping that you would remember. All right. Well, um, nice talking. All right. Well, right, right, it's a dreary day. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. Re I, that was. Uh, that was horrible. There's no other way to put it. That was straight up hard. I'm going to pretend it. I know. I, I can't would. pretend, man. I, don't I would, I would have 100% pretend. I felt bad for him. Oh, yeah. We used to call him Larry Bags. <laughs> there you go. Awkward moment of the day. Now, I did find online yes. the Maryland programs and oh. the, and the uh, media guides. Yeah. I checked 1980, 81, 82. He's not in them. Wow. I am getting so many calls from people who are searching on their own and coming across that Wikipedia page now that didn't hear the other part. <laughs> look, great. he was there. Look, yeah, look. look. Just his Wikipedia. Oh, it's the first thing that comes up. Oh, Dumbass did it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, the Eddie pointed this out. The worst part about that was, I'm sorry, I don't remember him. And then he goes, what'd you say? You cut out. I said I didn't remember him. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd remembered him. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> like the fact that cut out that spot and then That's he went hard. back. So uh, I guess his father, like, I don't want to say lied to him, but made up a story? I don't know. <laughs> that, and then Boober goes, well, it's a dreary day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, he, I mean, he Googled himself, right? He could have done what, yeah. Right, like, you would think he's got a photo of his dad in a Maryland uniform or something, right? Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe the guy got kicked out of school, I don't know. Oh. Or he could have, if you found the media guides. I did, online. He could have found the media guides. Yeah. And maybe and, he did look and was like, I don't see him here, maybe Boomer will remember him. Maybe he just was hoping that it was all true. Yeah. Manifesting himself into truth. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Now, and now, uh, yeah, now the worst day of his life. Dream dead. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jerry. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough studio. Huh. Nobody could end a segment like you, Jerry. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, I heard, like, uh, one of the promos for Keith McPherson, and he was talking about uh, how the 49ers... We're going to go call Tom Brady to see if they want if he wanted to play for them this coming season, the 2023 season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This past season, you mean? Right, right. And and he's right. I mean, like, there's stories out there about that, and ESPN had it, and Pro Football Talk said, you know, wow, this nobody asked Purdy about this, nobody asked Kyle Shanahan about this because this was Purdy actually said it, said it. And what people part of the story that, and I was just telling Alan Eddie this, and Al said this is none, none of the stories out there. One of the reasons that Kyle Shanahan most likely went to Tom Brady was because of the injury that Purdy sustained against the Eagles last year. He tore his UCL. Yeah. So he didn't know whether or not he was going to have a legitimate quarterback back or not. And I'm sure the uncertainty surrounding that probably had something to do with them reaching out to Tom Brady. 
Yeah, I mean, but you don't bring Tom Brady in to play him and then sit him when Brock Purdy oh, is healthy. Not. No, no, of course not. So, I mean, that was a, we're going to bench Brock Purdy for Tom Brady. And you'll sit here and you'll sit behind Tom Brady and you'll be better for it. And I'm sure Brock being, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, what, what is he going to say? No, nothing. I mean, especially when, unfortunately, he got hurt in his real time to shine last year in the NFC Championship game. So now he's got another shot. Yeah, but, all, but all those stories... Uh, do not include the fact that Brock Purdy was injured last year seriously. And if he were a baseball pitcher, yeah, he wouldn't be back this year pitching. No. As we've seen many times, it does take a lot more rehab to get back and, and, and be a pitcher. But we saw Bryce Harper come back, hit the ball, not play the outfield for a while, and finally get back out there in the outfield. Obviously, we're seeing Shohei Otani go through it right yeah, now. But, but a quarterback does throw the ball. Yeah, but it's and, it's and I don't I don't remember too many quarterbacks ever having UCL surgery. Honestly, I was when when I was thinking about this, I'm like, okay, I'm sure there have been been a, a few, mm-hmm. but I don't. Do you ever remember hearing any quarterback Tommy John like, surgery for yes. a quarterback? No, I don't. There's probably I, some out there. That, I don't, and I'm sure that that was part of Kyle's thinking. Like, I'm. <laughs> Is he going to come back this year at all? And if he does come back, is it going to be November? Is it going to be December? When is it going to be? Sure. Yeah. but That was a pretty quick turnaround when you think about it. It was. And he got off to a great start. And there's a lot of questions about how he played uh, against the Green Bay Packers. And now he's got this opportunity to do what was not done last year in the championship game. And he's going to need Debo Samuel to do it. I, I, would, just, I would just say, like, like, think about this for a second. So it was this weekend last year that Brock Purdy tore his UCL. And then he started in September. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like pitchers don't. The, the pitcher, if a pitcher got hurt now, yeah, like in a winter league game or something <clears> like that, they'd be out for the entire year. Probably. I mean, you, yeah, probably. So that I think that should be part of the story, I think, because I would think that Kyle Shanahan would be thinking that way. I mean, I know it's easy for me to say that Debo Samuel's got to be in to play this game no matter what. It's a championship game, and this is the Niners' year. But, I, I mean, if he doesn't, obviously he's one of the toughest guys in football. You see him running over everybody. <clears throat> then it's got to be a real significant injury that would require surgery at the end of the year. Because Shoot him up, right? Uh, dude, you need this Al, guy. shoot him up, Al. You got it. Yeah, it's one more game. Come on. Shoot him up. Yeah, okay. Then he got two weeks off playing the Super Bowl, so shoot him up. Yeah. Shoot him up. I would think, you know, and we'll talk more about this as we get closer to the game tomorrow and everything else, but, I, you know, I would think that this has the potential to be a really high-scoring game, and the person with the most pressure on them other than Brock Purdy is the defense coordinator for the 49ers, Steve Wilkes. Because that defense, even though they played <clears> – <throat> reasonably well against Jordan Love and they got those two turnovers because Jordan Love played a terrible second half. I don't necessarily know that their defense has been that good. You remember what Baltimore did to them? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um I I have a tough time picturing Dan Campbell and Jared Goff on media day sitting there and answering questions. Well you've been all over these guys. You're like you love these guys. Who? I thought you said you liked Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, he's fine, but I don't want the Lions. I, took, I know they're in your division. I, I don't want understand. them to go. Okay. No, I'm just saying. I'm. I, I like to. I like to envision things. You know what I'm saying? I like to envision. All right. What are you envisioning? I'm envisioning Lamar Jackson there with all the reporters in front of him. I, I definitely could see that because I've seen it a million times with Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm picturing Lamar Jackson being there for the first time. 
And, you know, it's chalky, but I'm kind of I'm envisioning Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. And is Debo Samuel going to play in the Super Bowl because of the shoulder? That's that's what I'm feeling right now. That's what I'm feeling. I'm seeing that in Vegas as we sit here today. But I reserve the right to so, change that by the time we make our picks tomorrow. Okay. Well, when we make our picks tomorrow, we'll be done with the points. That's right. <clears throat> that is true. But so you still may be able to get, hey, look, I think San Francisco is going to win, but Detroit's going to cover. <clears throat> yeah, of course. That's the way we do things. But I, I did have, I had a, a dream of Lamar Jackson it, you know, on the field during media day with all the people around him, and he was answering questions. That came to me in a dream. I think it's happening. I like always the mentalist who was going to be coming in. Unfortunately, he was available on the day you weren't here because I really, we really want him to be the day that you were here, but he's not. So he's not going to climb into your brain. He's going to climb into our brain. Have him climb into Jerry's brain. See what's in there. Just, he'll just get right out. <laughs> Let me out of here. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Was that next yeah. week the guy's coming in? I believe Thursday. Guy's got five million Instagram followers. You see that? And he he like reached out to me via DM. He's like, "Hey, aren't you talking? Love to come in and blow your mind, you and Boomer." Well, that day when uh, you guys were talking about, him, he called on the re- he called on the regular calling lines. <laughs> really? Yeah, but he was hopping on a plane, so he couldn't go on. But he said, "Email me here, and we'll book something." That's nice. great. I yeah. feel like he's at the, the height of his career right yes. now. And so are you. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I got to keep telling you. <laughs> what? <clears throat> you know what I mean. I know. This guy's calling the same number that, that uh, Anthony in Belleville is calling. You know well, what I'm we saying? don't have any other number out there that's public. He's calling the public number. But have somebody that works for him do that is what I thought. But I guess not. I guess he's doing it all himself. Doesn't have a handler. You know? He Brett. seems to run a very tight ship. It's, it seems to be him and one other person that is okay, the whole team. good. You know, little Dicky needs to hire his tight ship people. That's what needs to happen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.